What's going on, everybody out there in podcast land? Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. This episode is brought to you by one of our newest sponsors, Savage Paintball. We are so incredibly excited to be partnered with Savage Paintball. If you guys haven't heard of them, you definitely need to check them out. They make these really amazing customizable boards to where you could set up the layout for whatever tournament it is you are preparing for. For our listeners, if you head over to the YouTube channel, you can check it out. I have one in my hand that I'm showing all of our YouTubers. This board right here is a custom Play the Game podcast board. They use an awesome magnetic technology uh, for the bunkers, and that means that once you set the layout, it's not going anywhere. So you can move it around your living room, into your bedroom, you can put it on your coffee table, bring it up to the cabinet, wherever you want to put it, you can put it so you could easily store it and pull it out when you want to study. Now, visualization is a tremendously important part of any athlete's career. It's so important to be constantly thinking and trying to visualize uh, the field that you're going to play on. And in paintball, that is especially true. I often used to spend a lot of time just looking at a layout during the week. I'm sure many of you have as well. This gives me an amazing 3D experience where I could actually pick it up and get a good feel for different lanes, different shots, things like that. I truly love it. I think it's a great idea. Um, it's 100% made in the USA. The owner of the company is an awesome dude, um, and he makes a really great product. And he also offers a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. So these boards are fantastic. We're very excited, as I said, to be partnered with them. And if you guys would like to pick one up, you could get one of these Play the Game podcast custom boards. Or if you would like, you can get uh, one of your very own custom boards with your team logo, your business logo, whatever it is that you would like. If you head over to savagepaintball.com and uh, use code PLAYTHEGAME at checkout, you'll get 10% off. And uh, we hope you guys give them a, a little look and we hope to see you guys using these things in the future because again, they are a uh, critical part of your tournament preparation. <clears throat> All right, this show is also brought to you by Transfuse. You guys hear us talk about Transfuse quite a bit. Tyler and I are in love with this product. I actually have one of the packets here in my hand. This is my favorite flavor, the watermelon lime. Um, I love this stuff. I just can't say enough good things about it. I drink one or two packets every single day, and I've been feeling really good from it. Um, I sweat a lot. It's just, you know, the way my body works, it, it tries to overcompensate and cool itself down a little too much. And uh, it's always been really hard for me to stay hydrated, but not with Transfuse. I love it. It's so tasty. It's delicious. You know, a lot of people actually have been hitting us up, and they're like, you know, the Transfuse is making me able to drink more water. I love it because it's it's allowing me to drink more water because it tastes so good. It's like a really delicious lemonade without all the sugar. So I personally love it. I've never had an issue with water. I love water, but I love water with transfuse even more. Um, this stuff, again, it has potassium, magnesium, sodium, all of your main electrolytes, but it also has really good brain-boosting vitamins in vitamin C, zinc. Zinc is fantastic for your immune system as well, and vitamin B. Again, just can't say enough good things about Transfuse. We absolutely love this stuff. You guys could head over to translabs.com. That's T-R-A-N-Z-L-A-B-S.com and use code PLAYTHEGAME at checkout. You will also get 10% off. It's a fantastic way to support the show 
and take care of your body. We greatly appreciate it. And we hope you guys get to enjoy this stuff. Um, if you do get some, take a picture with it, tag us. We'd love to see it on Instagram. Um, this show is also brought to you by G2 Paintball. You guys definitely know what G2 Paintball is by now. G2 Paintball is a paintball athletics company that is designed to make you a better paintball athlete. I can't stress this enough. Whatever sport it is that you are are playing or whatever activity it is that you are training for, you need to train accordingly. Um, in paintball, it's not going to help if I go run five miles a day. That is not going to get me into paintball shape, right? Paintball condition is an entirely different thing. And G2 Paintball is geared around all of the movements that we use in paintball. And it's going to help you have the right endurance, the right fitness, the right speed, agility, all sorts of stuff to make you a better paintball player on the field. Um, you guys could head over to G2 Paintball to check them out. And, uh, you know, the company is owned and operated by our very own Rusty Glaze and Victor Gamboa. We absolutely love those guys and full support for them, obviously. Tyler and I will be um, doing some of the camps with G2 Paintball in the future as well, so we hope to see you at them. Without further ado, we're going to hop into this show. Tyler and I just uh, sat down and, and got caught up on some of the current events that are going on, talked about some old paintball stories, and had a really good time. So we'll see you in there. That was an insane inside move by Marcelo Margot. Great crowd starts chanting Harmon. Great, great shot by all the guys. So Tyler Harmon saved that game. He came out with two wins. Marcelo Margot was on fire. T Harm, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, What's not up, much, dude? man. Just the same old, same old. Just being a lizard out here in the desert. What are you doing? I, I mean, it looks like you're in a tropical paradise. Did you take a quick flight to Hawaii or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I had to ditch the desert for a second. Shout out to my YouTubers. Uh, I'm actually in paradise right now. You can go check that out. Um, I yeah, it. I had to take a little vacay from the desert and get out here to the ocean. I get it, dude. I love it. For for all of our podcast listeners, I think you guys realize by now, Tyler transcends in from somewhere different every single time. Uh, he's on a little tropical paradise there. Dude, that looks amazing. My God, I uh, would love to get away to, uh, I mean, I'm in San Diego. It's not far off from that. Yeah. I could go down to the beach and it's pretty similar. <laughs> not going to lie, but that yeah. water, that is just crystal blue, nice and clear. Yeah. Ryan's out there somewhere. He tagged along <laughs> too. He's, he's riding some waves out there. We're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's on his new electronic, uh, motor surfboard that he got. Holy moly. Yeah. That thing's crazy. Looks insane, dude. Looks yeah, like so, so much fun. It's like handheld uh, control with like this engine underneath of a surfboard, and then it kind of like glides up out of the water as well. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's totally crazy. nuts. It rips yeah. too. That thing goes fast. I've been seeing all of his videos. If you guys haven't, go check it out. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and even his daughter was on it too. He had a little Sloan yeah. out there ripping around. I love that, dude. I love Good that. times. Yeah. So what's up, ocean. man? What what have you been up to today? Uh, today I, uh, packed my, my little one in a stroller and Theo was riding a bike and we went for a run. Um, you know, been, uh, getting some stuff going for play the game and, and the show and everything. And, uh, we've been selling some merch, which is cool and packaging stuff up. Um, and then, uh, you know, making food for the wife, make sure that she's, uh, fed while she's working, she's working from home. So got to make sure the troops are all fed over here. I love it, dude. You are uh, the man of all the talents. You just hold it <laughs> down over there. And Sarah too. Sarah's great, man. Jesus. She, yeah. You guys you guys are a great team. That's it. And that, dude, that is what it is, man. Like, yeah. I am a Taurus, right? I'm a stubborn old bull. 
She's <laughs> a Scorpio and we, you know, we like uh, everything that I'm lacking, she picks up and vice versa, but she's not lacking anything. She's completely perfect as all women are, <laughs> you know? So um, it's just like this good relationship that we have and uh, yeah. it works phenomenally. Take, take notes, kids. I remember when I was, uh, <laughs> gro- when I was growing up, my dad and my older brother always would say to me, yeah. You just wait, son. You're going to get, because I would see them give in on stuff. I'm like, you guys don't really want to do that. Why are you giving <laughs> in? And they're like, you'll see one day. Yeah. And I all, I, you know, to this day, you know, God rest my dad, my dad's soul. But I went yeah. out saying, dad, no, uh, uh-uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to being stubborn. It there hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out that great. You, uh, you, yeah. you're right. How, you got to make the lady happy. You know, that's, they deserve it. They're amazing. They're angels. They, they hold right. it all together. <laughs> that's right, man. We're nothing without them. Yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely, um, you know, a juggling act with the kids. And we've been putting out a lot of content, which has been so much fun and uh, inspiring to be connecting with the community the way that we have been. Um, but yeah, it's just been fun just rocking and rolling. Like we always say, bob and weave. We're bobbing and weaving and just having yeah. fun. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You know, yeah. that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. This uh, this whole journey is, has been crazy. And we've been so busy. And yeah. thank you to everyone that's listening that has supported with the merchandise and with everything Tyler and I have been uh, putting out there. Absolutely. We're having a blast with it. We we love when you guys message us. We feel like, you know, it's a big community we're building. And it's yeah. just all about paintball. You know, it's all about playing the game and having fun. That's it, man. Dude, it was so cool. We got a message from this awesome guy. Congratulations to him. He's having a baby soon. And he's like, don't worry. I packed my play the game shirt. I'm going to take a picture with this newborn child. And we were like, what? That's amazing. Yeah, dude. That's, I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. I, you know, yeah. shout out to, to Richard, right? And yeah. I always, I'm not going to say his last name because I always, uh, I think I mispronounced it. It's uh, Gaeta or Gaeta. I said I wasn't uh-huh. going to say it and I said it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, how um, that goes. He's, he's going to have to clarify on that, but he's the man, dude. Another big yeah, supporter of the show. Much appreciation. Yeah, um, it's been it's been cool, dude. Just connecting yeah. with everybody. It's the best. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, dude, we um decided we wanted to hop on because we wanted to kind of get current, tell some old travel stories and, and yeah. have a good time, have some fun conversation. But let's start with what's going on, man, because again, crazy times as you know, when we started this show, crazy times with quarantine, everyone being shut back down. Yeah. And here you are in Arizona. You were giving me a lot of shit saying, (laughs) oh, told you, bro, you got to be out here in in Arizona because California was on lockdown. And now my gyms are open. My restaurants are open. I had a nice workout this morning. I had a good meal and uh, all your stuff's closed down, dude. It's true. It is. I'm I'm locked up. I told you guys I was a show ago or whatever. I was like, you guys are going to get me locked up. So here I am. I'm locked up again. Uh, We got at least 30 days in the slammer I'm looking at. Um, I got no gym. Uh, Thankfully, you know, um, (laughs) we got got some food. Um, So we should be good in that aspect. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I I have to work out. So I'm going to be, you know, out at the park doing my regiments out there. Um, I have some little Cause work, weights because working out's important, right? Um, I would have to agree that you want to know what it's not important for paintball. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, Shout what? Alex and yeah, exactly. Dude, Alex and Oliver legends of the game. They don't need to do anything. They just pull up and True. shoot, baby. You know, that's what I mean? called wizardry. That's right. Wizardry. Straight but, magicians. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they are dude. Mystical creatures. That's um, true. so for me, exercise. Of course, I want to be in shape for paintball, but dude, it it just makes me feel great. Um, It changes, changes my whole outlook on the rest of the day. It makes you feel physically good, mentally good. Um, There's just something to be said about even if you're doing small exercises or whatever, it, it really does have a profound effect. 
Well, it rewires your brain chemistry. It's, yeah. a, it's a proven thing, right? And so it, mm-hmm. it absolutely has a long lasting effect. You exercise, you release endorphins, you feel good. When you feel good, you're confident. When you're confident, you're going to perform better. You're going to live better. You're going to do things better. It's no hidden secret. That's why there's tons of studies around it. Um, I understand. I think the point they were trying to make was you're not practicing paintball. But I think they're missing what I mean when I say the gym's important as well. You know, I think they're missing what I understand that it does. So, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it is know, what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, yeah so what are you going to be doing to exercise, man? Well, I have this. Uh, I have this crazy like medicine ball. It's like a ten pound weight on a rod that I use um, to do like upper body stuff. I also have a pull up bar, which I oh, don't even get me started <laughs> on this pull up bar. No. Let's Dude. tell the story. That's funny. Yeah. So I go on Amazon, right? And it's like we're in quarantine nation right now and I want to get a pull-up bar. So I order this thing. It takes two months. They're saying it's lost. I thought it was gone forever. It shows up at my door last week and I open the box and there's no hardware. There's no hardware for the thing. So I can't even put it together. You, you oh, just man. have the bars, no screws, no That's it. No bolts, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's like oh a, a story, God. the story of my life, you know, no hardware, just to know the bolts are all loose and gone. Um, and, uh, yeah, so now I got to go to home Depot and build this pull-up bar in home Depot with everybody watching me, which is going to be sweet. Can't wait for that's, that. <laughs> that's, that's really funny, dude. Pull-up yeah. bars are major. You could do so it's many huge. different whole body exercise on pull-up bars. Dude, I have a, everything. I have a, I have a really funny story about pull-ups. Um, oh, no. I, I don't know like if you've ever noticed or realized it's better now, but when I was younger, so when I first started working out pretty consistently, I was probably uh, 17, 18 years old is when I really started getting consistent with it. Yeah. And um, I thought wide pull-ups worked out your chest. Whoa. Now, <laughs> now chest can be like a secondary or a third effect from, from wide pull-ups, but it's sure. mainly a back exercise, right? Yeah. So I was doing these wide pull-ups multiple times a week thinking, oh yeah, I'm, I'm beefing up my chest. You know? like, <laughs> like, Hey, chest and buys, chest and buys is all you want to yeah. do when you're a kid. You're just trying to look at it at the beach for a spring That's break it. or whatever. <laughs> so I'm doing all of these, uh, you know, pull-ups every time I'm at the gym. And I was like, man, my chest just isn't getting it that big. And I have like an insanely developed back. <laughs> and so opposite the exact opposite of what you wanted the opposite so it's so funny for that must have been for like a year a full year i thought maybe longer to be honest i thought i was working out my chest (laughs) i was never doing anything else for my chest i was just doing these wide pull-ups thinking like oh yeah that's you know getting oh yeah i'm getting it right now let's go i don't understand how like because i must have been sore in my back i don't dude i don't know but but i i for sure was uh, not working out my chest for a long time. And, you know, now I like, I always, I spend way more time on my chest now because for so long I was like, man, I was just neglecting it, thinking I was working on it. That's pretty funny. funny You're like, man, I don't know why, but my back hurts. I'm doing all this chest workout. (laughs) It's crazy. The pull up up bar is fundamental for my health. Like Cause I can do my abs. You hang from it and I lift the legs and stick the legs out and do a bunch of different ab workouts from the side, the obliques, all that kind of stuff. And then, which is is great for snap shooting, gun fighting, right? Yeah. Massive. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. dude. And that's why I do it is for that reason specifically. Like, and you can, I found this cool way of holding the medicine ball. You could see in our YouTube video. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. On our YouTube video, play the game is uh, for YouTube. We have a video of like some workouts I did before Pro Tour 
there's these cool medicine balls with like handles on them and you can kind of snap shoot with them. And that really works that out as well. But yeah, pull up bar is fundamental. You got to have that. Yeah, totally, dude. I, I agree. There's so many cool things you can do on a pull-up bar that it's like a full body type exercise. Um, yeah. If you have that with like maybe a little ab roller and um, some bands that you can do some some squats with some resistance and totally. uh, some like side steps and things like that with resistance bands on your feet. That's huge. That's, that's you know, that got me through the quarantine. I'm, I'm excited that the gym's open. That's great. But for sure. It's also it's also a little weird being in there because, dude, you know, I, I go in there and then some days I'm super confident. Other days I'm like, yeah, we don't know much about this virus, dude. Still, yeah. you know, it's still kind of scary and it's still uh, and I'm you unsure, also so. have to wear a mask while you work out. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And it, it is actually really tough. But I I, yeah. I look at that as like, OK, this is like because uh, I used to use those oxygen resistant masks right why so don't it, you should still use that that way you're banging both things you're getting the i well it's the same thing it's the oh, same is thing. It? yeah so those masks all they actually do is is restrict the amount of oxygen you can breathe in they don't do anything uh-huh. special in regards to like changing the altitude or anything like that they literally I just see. restrict the amount of air you get in okay. so it is it, so it really is very similar um yeah my biggest fear with the mask is that you're breathing in your own carbon dioxide uh, does the uh, like the elevation mask allow that carbon dioxide to get out and then you can get, you know? Yeah, but both masks allow air to come out. Like I could blow, okay. I could blow through my mask, you know, and it's not totally sealed, but I hear what you're yeah. saying. Um, the yeah. elevation mask might be a little better, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know why, because I I've said throughout all of quarantine that I was going to wear that thing as soon as I go back to the gym. And I've, just been, <laughs> I've been wearing my HK one, which is there we actually... Go. The the HK one, they have the the black one and they just sent me some more, which is awesome because now I have two. So now I can wear the really nice one. I'm gonna use that in the gym. There we um, go. Which also filters stuff. Like it's it's pretty yeah. pretty good. It's pretty legit. So the one with the uh the air filters on the cheeks. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. The new one. So with the, um, it has like the charcoal uh filter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Nice. So I just, I didn't want to use my only good one in the gym. You know, I sweat a For lot, sure. dude. Oh we, yeah, you I, do. Dude. I, I was talking you're, about this. You're bro. an animal. I, it's crazy, <laughs> which is why shout out to Transfuse. Yeah. I got to hydrate so well, you know, that's it. And <laughs> 100%. Dude. Dude, shout out to Transfuse for sure. Shout out. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a game changer when you're taking that stuff for hydration. It really is. Totally. And I dude, I sweat like an, yeah. like an animal and I, I cramp my body. It's really tough for me to maintain yeah the right levels so um yeah. but yeah it, it's tough in the gym i'm like doing my exercises and you can't breathe properly you know mm-hmm. and uh it makes every bit of my workout seem that much more difficult but at the same time you know it's kind of similar to paintball you put a mask on and it's not exactly. as restrictive. it's not yeah. as restrictive but it's still restrictive for it's sure not, it's not like having nothing on your face no matter what mask you wear i've never put on a mask where i feel completely unrestricted mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. the bottom line is there is something in front of your face that you're breathing into for sure um, and a lot of people don't realize that before they they're like you know they want to be the best at paintball and then they put this mask on they're like oh boy you know once yeah. you go inside that thing you're breathing that hot air on yourself it's hard yeah. to you know it's just a whole nother world inside the mask totally 100 yeah. percent. yeah so it, it's it, it's been weird but it's also dude it's just been really good to be able to um exercise and kind of get back into the groove there. There's a lot of stuff that we can still do outdoors that I love to do hill sprints and Mm -hmm. just being outside in general, but I don't like to run. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, going for long runs, isn't good for my knees. You know, it's not good for anyone's knees, period. It's, it's a bad thing for your knees. You're breaking down your cartilage. You're, you're, 
damaging your joints. It's not good. It, it truly does lead to arthritis and stuff like that. It's great exercise and it does a lot of good stuff, but yeah. for the knees and joints, it's not good. So me already having some knee injuries, I don't have the luxury of having a little bit that I can give yeah. up in my, in that area. You know what I mean? So I got to <laughs> be, sure. I got to be really mindful of my joints and, and all of that kind of stuff. So what about like, uh, like jumping plyo type stuff? Is that, yeah. does that work for you? There we go. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so when you when you have the forward momentum, it's not when I'm pushing off in a run. It's the front foot that is hitting the ground that is actually having a little bit of the stop, right? Mm-hmm. So you know when you run, your front foot hits the ground, it doesn't slide, it stops, and then you yeah. catch up with it. In in a sense, right? That's that's really what's bad. Anything downhill is not good for the knees. Yeah. Um, you know, uphill sprints on grass is, is fantastic. You know, I For feel sure. like it's pretty low impact on my joints. I put my cleats on, I'm on a soft, uh, turf and, um, it's all forward momentum, right? I'm never stopping when I'm running uphill, your front foot is never forced to like to stop because your momentum's kind of carrying you. So, yeah. um, anyone out there with any sort of knee issues, or even if you don't have knee issues and you want to preserve longevity, it's really smart to, uh, yeah. do that kind of, that kind of exercise instead of, um, you know, traditional sure. running and things like that. Yeah. And I like, I will run like once a week just to, cause it, it really does just kind of lock everything in. Um, it feels good, dude. It feels it, good to run, man. It, it does. does. So I don't, I don't make that my main source of like cardio. I do a lot of like stuff just in my house. You can do it right in your house, just squatting, uh, wall sits, different types of exercises. And then, but the biggest thing for me that I've found is jumping, dude. Jumping helps my paintball <laughs> game so much. Yes. Um, it's yes. huge because in paintball, you're in your bunker and you kind of jump. You got you to gotta release from that bunker. It's fast twitch muscle fibers that you're using. That's right. Yeah. So it's just working on that fast twitch muscle and getting that explosive. And it's through jumping. I do a bunch of different jumping exercises, hops. Uh, side lateral step type stuff. And, and uh, yep. it really helps the paintball game a lot. Yeah, totally, Ty. That's huge. I mean, fitness is, su- it really is such a big part of all sports. And yeah. in paintball, you look at the top players. I'm going to put yourself in that. Obviously, I'm going to put uh, Malloy. I'm going to put Alex Goldman. I'm going to put Chad George. All of these guys are insane athletes, you know? Um, I like to, I like to put myself up in that category. I'm in pretty good shape and I I know for sure fitness helps me big time. You know, I know, I know when I'm feeling confident in my movements and my flexibility and my agility and my speed and my strength, um, I'm just way more crisp out there. Bottom line, you know, my snapshot is smoother. My running and shooting is smoother. I can make bunkers better than other people. It's a big part of the game. Absolutely, dude. It's crucial. You've got to be feeling and like some people will like work out almost to their detriment, you know, where they work out and hurt themselves. So you have to keep a good balance. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, I I, I did. I used to think like I I did used to overwork out. And actually, it's very recently that I really found the sweet spot. I don't know if it's maybe because I'm getting older. So I have less of the energy. I don't know. (laughs) But but I've definitely found the sweet spot. You want to work out really hard and heavy. Uh-huh. And about a week before the event, you want to really ease up. That's all right. of the work, all the work should That's be right. done and you want to rest right. and come in with the freshest body. You're not going to lose fitness in that week. You're no. going to be fresh. And that's, yeah. uh, that really, I mean, it played a big key in Vegas In Vegas. I had probably the best routine that I've ever had leading up to an event. 
you know, I had like, I had like two months of training, right. And it started out kind of light and it picked up and over a couple of yeah. weeks, it was extremely intense. I was just brutalizing myself, yeah. you know, like <laughs> and that has myself. to happen. That, that is yeah. totally necessary, but some people will do it too close to what they yes. need to be, you know, yeah, 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 you got to exactly. give that time to repair. Exactly. What I was doing is on the two. So I was, I was working out heavily a month before. Yeah. And then we had the layout weekends. And on the the first layout weekend, I worked out really hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to where I was pretty much dead. So I simulated an (laughs) event, a three-day event, right? Yeah. And then I gave myself one day on Friday to rest. And then I went into practice Saturday, Sunday. And then on Monday, I worked out again as if it was Sunday, you know, as if it was Sunday at the tournament, right? The third day to where you're going to be tired, you're going to be exhausted, and that's when you have to win. So you got to really push yourself in that moment. Totally. Um, yeah. And then the second weekend of practice, which is the weekend before the event, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was on chill mode, dude. I went to a float tank. I was stretching. <laughs> I was I yeah. was just chilling. And I, I got to Vegas feeling so good Thursday morning. You know, mm-hmm. my body was fresh. Everything was feeling 100%. I felt like I was in the best shape of my life, to be honest. And it really was from rest. And I've always heard, you know, you always hear people say, especially in fitness, like, you got to rest. You know, your body needs rest too. You can't work out every day. It sets you back. You actually need a day to recover. And as a kid, you don't want to hear those things or believe them. You're like, no, but I can still go to the gym. I'm working on my muscles. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, dude, your body does need rest and it makes a huge difference on everything. Mental clarity, mental fatigue is a big part of it as well. And when you rest, your mind recovers. And when, you know, I notice when I'm working out too much, I wake up and I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't feel like <laughs> getting out of bed, you know, because yeah. you're, you're, everything's run down, everything's depleted. So you want to let that boost too. So you wake up and your mind is sharp, your body's sharp. That's so you got to, yeah, it's a great, great, you, you got to manage it into the event. You got to recharge, dude. You got, you know, you have, it's a physical universe we live in and, and that physical body needs recharging just like everything else. You know, you got to recharge the cells. Um, everything is going to be heightened once you give it that time to recharge for sure. It's crucial. And I found that out recently, you know, kind of like you have within maybe the last four years or so, how important that is, uh, giving those few extra days to, to really charge up. Yeah. Maybe it's just because we're getting older. Yeah, I think so. We're for sure getting older. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now we need rest. What the hell is this? Yeah. No, it's crucial. Like even before I played Keith, I worked out like a maniac. But then I gave myself like five days where I was just just like stretching, like you said, breathing, doing, doing breathing. Yeah. And then also it gives me time when I'm doing my stretching and my breathing and focusing on, you know, all that to think about the game. I'm like when you're working out, maybe you're just thinking about different things. I don't know. But I was just so focused on how I was going to approach that paintball game and how I was going to play him. And that rest time also gives you time to just dissect things, too. Dude, major. When when I went to the float tank, the deprivation tank, you know, for those that don't know what it is, you essentially get in a salt-loaded bath that is completely covered. You get in a literal tank. It's pitch black. You shut the door and you yeah. float and it's a uh, sensory deprivation. So you basically don't hear anything. You're not supposed to feel anything. It's it's The water is body temperature. So you're literally just sitting there floating and uh, you have an hour in the pitch black to just, you can yeah. sit there and meditate. You could visualize. A lot of athletes use it for visualization. You can go in there for just straight meditation as well. And I was just, I, I spent 30 minutes uh, thinking about the Vegas layout. 
everything on that layout. Okay, hey, if someone gets into this spot and I'm here, I have to make this fill. If they go over here, uh, then I need to do this. If we lose this guy, I need to call for Tyler to look left. Like all of these things in in a in a very controlled setting, I was going over. And then the last 30 minutes, I tried to just think of nothing, focus on my breathing, let things yeah. totally clear out. Dude, yeah. when I got out of that tank, I you're felt new, like I was on, I felt like I was on drugs, dude. Yeah. I yeah was you're a brand new person. I, I did it at night and I was like walking to my car like wobbly. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it was sure. crazy. I felt amazing, dude. It was absolutely it was unreal. Um if you, and then, if you read any of these uh self-proclaimed help books or you know, mastery books, it's all about uh being in the moment like you were and visualization of what you're trying to attain. You cannot have that which you cannot see. You've got to hold it in your mind's eye if you're going to bring it to reality. There's no two ways about it. Um, the biggest things that we can do to accomplish our goals is to write them down. Write them down and look at them and visualize them and and be grateful for having them. When you give gratitude for, for what you don't have, it's already working itself into the universe to come back to you. It's like this, I don't know how to describe it. It's this crazy energy force that we're a part of and it comes from your thoughts and you've got to visualize in order to attain anything in this reality. That's just the way it is. Well, if you don't visualize it, you're never going to be able to put the actions in place to actually do it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. visualization is a big part of all sports. The more mm -hmm. you can visualize something, the more prepared you are mentally for when that situation happens. When that situation happens, you're not scrambling mentally to to make the best of it. You're already prepared. You're composed. Yeah. And yeah. you can you can you can handle it the right way. So yeah, man, visualization is important in all aspects of life. One hundred percent, all aspects. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's something we use on and off the field. Like we're like we we created uh, this whole thing out of nothing a couple of months ago. We were just like, hey, you know, you're pretty cool. You want to be best friends? Awesome. Let's do this. You know, and then we're like, okay, we're doing this. And then we we've been visualizing, we've been creating and having fun. And when you yeah. do it from a golden space of your heart and you're having fun, it happens even faster. You know, when, when you have passion and you really believe in it and your blood starts to, you know, you know, get moving and you feel that energy, that's when the things manifest even quicker, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When you're, it's like golf right now, dude. I'm so, I'm fucking yeah. pumped on golf, dude. I'm so pumped. Dude, I'm watching, I'm watching videos. I called up my friends from high school that I know are honestly That's awesome. Should have been pro golfers. I had yeah. them take me out to the driving range. You're giving me lessons, and I'm sitting there like, like, yeah, okay. Oh, to, and it's funny. It's a total ego check, dude. It's so humbling because you go from being a master in one thing to a nobody or a zero in another, and it's like wow, this is amazing. I'm learning all of these new techniques and, and yeah. things that like, I understand the formula that it takes to get good at something. So I can ask the right questions, which is great, but yeah. I'm, I'm clueless. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just listening to these tips and like, and then you see a little bit of it pay off, you know, and you tweak your <laughs> shot a little bit this way and it pays off. And I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. so hooked to that process. And visualization is huge. Mm -hmm. Dude, I the after I went to the golf course with Maddie, Ryan, and Kyle, I was literally visualizing shooting the golf ball all night. I was laying in bed just thinking about different hits that I had and earlier it, that day. It's all club face angle, right? It's all about your club yeah, face angle. And then also your feet well, positioning. Um, the it's way everything, you, dude. There's you're, so many different – yeah, there's, there's a lot of different – and it's cool because this is like a whole new muscle memory thing you have to figure out. You yeah, know? totally. And you, yeah. you played golf in high school, right, Ty? That, yeah, I played golf in high school. I, was, I wanted to – like golf, snowboarding, and paintball are my three favorite sports of all time. 
Like that's if I could just play three sports forever, that would be them. Um, and in high school, I was going to play for the team. I actually was on the team. Paintball got in the way. I was like, see you later, golf, playing paintball. <laughs> It happens, you know, it's yeah. same, same kind of thing, but, um, totally. Yeah. I mean, golf is so intricate. It's so technical. You're right. Yeah, like what angle your shoulders are when you pull yeah. back your hip, everything, dude, everything yeah. is so technical. And so I'm in love with that process of learning, uh, totally. how to get better at it. And I mean, honestly, I've, I've, I've been, I've played seven days so far, right. I'm keeping track of how many days there and, uh, the progress is really good. I can feel it. For you know? sure. Like, man, I, you this told is amazing. Me, yeah. yeah, I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm hitting these balls. Like I was just at the driving range yesterday and I, I started to almost consistently hit around 180, 190 yards straight though, you know? Yeah. And so like, I know it's not that far. My, I want to break 200. And yeah. uh, I was so pissed because all day my goal was to break 200 yards. And my very last shot, I hit 198 and it rolled past the 200 <laughs> mark. Cause I, I was doing it. I, I paid the extra. So you have the virtual, uh, Oh, nice guide thing behind you on yeah. the screen so that you can see like what, how far you're there. Hitting. We go. That's totally. Tight. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But I was yeah. just, I was fucking two yards <laughs> off of my goal, dude. I was, it were, was literally the last ball in my bucket. They were, uh, they were dangling the carrot uh, they, in front of you. They're like, here yeah, you go, buddy. <laughs> they, they dangled the damn carrot, dude. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a great game. Like just all around it. It will test you it's the most like mental game ever. It will really test you mentally. And yeah. um, obviously the physicality comes into play. The biggest thing that I found with golf is, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Okay. So your right arm, you hold it. Like some people will bend their elbow. You want to keep that right arm completely straight when you're hitting. Um, or I'm sorry, your left arm. The you're left. In, yeah, 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 exactly. The left. Your left arm. Um, yep. And keep that one straight. And then it creates like this angle. And then you're yeah. like a pro, you're like a protractor almost. You yes. Know? Yeah, and then yeah. You can 100%. just get that 100%. shot down. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. We got to play. I We got to. We will too. Go, dude, we get to play golf until we grow real old, yeah. man. Like that's amazing. <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing is like yeah. uh, we get to do this until until we're – Totally. I don't know, 70, 80, who knows? Like, yeah. And, and, and we'll and, have, we'll be able to have the show and play some golf and it'll, we'll start a play the game golf company. It'll be great. E- exactly, dude. I was actually, <laughs> it's so funny. I was talking to Dan, the man about that today, dude. I was like, yeah. um, you know, we get, for, for the viewers that don't know Dan, the man, we kind of, kind of brushed over him before he's, uh, like an adoptive father, you know, from when I was younger, but he's truly just one of my best friends of all time. Love the guy to death. He's, he's been a great, uh, inspiration, taught me a lot. Um, I have lunch with him all the time, but, um, today, you know, we're talking about play the game and I was like, do you just wait until we have a play the game golf pool? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we'll just have all the best golfers come and teach for, uh, for our company. It'd be amazing. Dude, (laughs) you know, play the game. It could, it could do anything. There we go. Yeah, Let's man, go. Golf, golf is great. I know we we talked like 15 years. If I can make it to the tour, that'd be tight. Yep, I'm going to be your caddy. You go get them, baby. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be Hell amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. We're going to live the good life. We're going to be sipping yeah. my ties on that beach behind That's you. That's right. right <laughs> I'll bring you out to the beach that I'm at and you can come hang out and we'll have a good time, dude. That golf is so amazing. It's just like you got all these guys trying to hit this little golf ball into this tiny hole you know, half a mile down the road. It's just insane. It's a fun game. It is game. crazy. It is totally. <laughs> yep. So, hey, have you, uh, what's like a new song you've been listening to or, or something for the listeners? What do you got for us? Oh, shay. <laughs> a new song. Yeah. So, hmm. And, or a song. What's your favorite you, you song know, you've been rocking out? You had it, a song going when I got on the show with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I don't even know what that was. My Spotify was just playing. I couldn't shut it off. So I've actually been, <laughs> 
You know, I'm weird with music. I listen to all kinds of music, right? I listen to every genre pretty much. And it really, you know, I'm a Gemini and um, I don't believe everything they say about your Zodiac sign and stuff like that. I I just don't. But there are some weird similarities that I read and I'm like, I'm like, damn, dude, that actually fits. (laughs) I I change my mind on shit a lot. You've learned that. Like, you know, we always be talking (laughs) stuff. So music, it really is dependent on my mood. Sometimes yeah. I like rap. Sometimes I yeah. like hip hop. Sometimes I like R&B. Sometimes I like jazz. Sometimes yeah. I like rock. Dude, I've been actually the last couple of days when I go down on the beach, I put on some Sugar Ray, some there throwback, you know, and I'm just <laughs> vibing. Uh, and it's great. It really oh, depends, dude. It totally, totally depends. I listen to some country. Oh, um yeah. Shout out to Oakdale, bud. That, like oh. I grew up uh, in Modesto and Oakdale was the city right next Oakdale's the cowboy capital of the world. It's like where they filmed all the old Western movies back in the oh, day. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oakdale. Oakdale, right. bud. And so uh, I'm going <laughs> to give two songs. One that I, right. I, I this one I kind of uh, just recently recycled. I found it in my old library, but it's called yeah. No No Matter Where You Are by Adam Friedman. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. There it's very go. vibey. Um, and then all another right. one, actually, this has been the one, this has kind of been my go to when I've been in the gym. Yeah. Um, and you turned me on to this when we were driving <laughs> to the airport in Arizona. Do you know what, yeah. what song it is? Oh, uh, oh man. Is it that, that crazy Anunnaki guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. Derek Pope, golden eye. Oh, golden eyes hard. Dude, that's yeah. like, that's like my favorite song right now. It's really good, dude. It yeah, just, it's it just, it's just super vibey and, yeah. uh, and it kind of gets is. me a little pumped up. So, oh, dude, yeah, that one had me supercharged. Like, uh, I forgot yeah. when I found that. It was like last yeah. year or something. I was like, okay. Oh, and now we're talking. Yeah. What's what's the name on that one again? Golden Eye. Derek Pope is the artist. Derek Pope. That's right. Yeah, dude, that song's yeah. dope. I you it yeah. played when you were dropping me off at the airport, and I don't that's even know right. if I said anything to you, but I was like, oh yeah, yeah. this one. I'm <laughs> yeah, this you one. were like, oh, who's this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been um, uh, the song that I've been rocking out to is this dude. His name is Buddy just b-u-d-d-y um and it's this song called shine and like it's just such a good song it's great check it out b-u-d-d-y yeah buddy his name is buddy i'm I'm gonna download that right now for all the listeners i I recommend you do it too tyler usually has yeah (laughs) yeah shine by buddy's going right now i love that one yep and then uh you know just been um reading some books and all that kind of stuff yeah, I've I've honestly been doing more. I, I've so every Friday, Spotify. If you have Spotify, they like release all their new music and they curate playlists for you and stuff. And I usually yeah. wait for Fridays, and it's pretty cool. I can hop on and see if there's any cool new songs that I like. But um, there hasn't, there honestly hasn't been some great new music. My nephew, my nephew is in the band The Neighborhood. They're there pretty popular. They have that song "Sweater Weather" that really kind of blew them up a couple years ago. They did just come out with a new song. I forget the name, but it was really sick. I just heard it today. Um, oh, God, man. I forgot what it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> the, the neighborhood. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to waste time going to find it. But I, I just noticed they came out with a new song. I'm like, okay, cool. But music hasn't it, – it's just – I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Um, yeah. Go figure, you know. But yeah. I, I love listening to the Rogan podcast. I listen to a lot of them. Yeah. Jocko has well, a really good podcast. It helps you know? us uh, with staying sharp and being as professional as we can be with the creation of this show as well, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. That for sure. I just, um, man, I, I learned so much from these these shows. It's great, you know? Uh, I, I love the guests that some of these these people have. And 
podcasts are really a great way to absorb information when you're driving to work or when you're going to the gym or when you're at the gym or when you're doing chores around the house. You know, it's a, it's a great way to absorb information or entertainment, whatever you're into, you know, um, yeah, I uh, love podcasts that that, they're growing. Yeah. And like the book that I've been really into lately has been, uh, becoming supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispozenza. Um, that's a really good book. If you look into that and, uh, now I understand why. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's, uh, he breaks down a lot of like barriers in the mind and, um, kind of teaches you a lot about how powerful you are. Cause we are every single one of us, whether you know it or not, you hold a lot of power in creating the reality around you. Um, it's all about just flipping that switch and going and getting it and, uh, being a creator. hundred percent Ty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. We, we, it, we, we are in control of our lives, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that or they do yeah. realize it and they, I don't know, they don't take advantage of it. I wish everybody out there yeah, well, it's easy. It's easy to blame and make excuses. That's why. And, you know, when when you change your life into a, a perspective of taking full responsibility, like even the ugly, terrible things and the things that I'm like, why? Why is this happening? I, I like to say it's my fault. Like, I don't know. It, it empowers me and I take responsibility, you know, and then that opens chambers, you know. Absolutely, dude. You could always look at it and say, well, maybe I should have done this differently and this wouldn't have been the outcome instead of pointing your finger at somebody else, which is out of your control. You only got to look inward and find out what's in your control. And you know what? You might even find sometimes this 100% wasn't my fault. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bad, it's, it's a bad situation and that sucks, but then you got to realize that's life. So how am I going to get out of this? It's unfair. It's definitely unfair, Mm -hmm. but how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. You can totally. Yeah, you know, rather than pointing fingers and being upset saying, you know, poor me, poor me, which you see so many people do, you got to find a way out, man. Like yeah. we live one life and whatever you believe in, if you believe in uh an afterlife, if you're atheist, religious, um mm-hmm. spiritual, whatever it is, we have to spend an average of 80 years on this planet with other people, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, how are you going to spend that? You know, you yeah. should spend it good. I, I hope that you yeah. spend it happy because mm-hmm. that's what's most important is, is being happy. That truly is. You know, you ask, ask people all the time about success. I know you and I talk about this a lot. To me, it's are you happy? You know, like that's such a big part of it. If you're happy, then really what else matters? I, I, don't, I don't know. Can you provide for your family? Um, do you make enough to make, you know, to where you're comfortable? That's something to some people. Are you doing something that you love? How does your success affect others? Is it in a negative way? Okay, well, if it's in a negative way, then no matter how much money you make, you're probably not that successful in my eyes. That's my opinion. That's my version of success. If you, you know, don't make as much money, but you have a good impact on a lot of people, are you considered extremely successful to me? Absolutely. You know, and so everyone has their own perception, but at the end of the day, man, it's happiness. Yeah. And, and, you know, also being unhappy is completely natural too. And like, I know that I've had my most production from like being unhappy Mm. or or not being where I want to be. And, um, that's okay too. It's just, what are we going to do? Right. What are we going to do? And that's where the X factor lies. That's where the kicker's at. That's where the real magic happens and you can choose to create your reality. However, and that's the, that's the slippery slope. Either way you slice it, it's like, here we go. You know, what are we going to do here? And uh, it's all equal. There's no judgment. There's no, it, it doesn't hold water in one way heavier than the other. It's just, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to create this? And that's where we can really have a lot of growth and opportunity to create, you know, the most loving realities that we possibly can. And, you know, 
move into higher frequencies and not really be in these low frequencies that we see. We see killing. We see lots of bad things happening. That's, you know, we, we've got to move into higher frequencies and just start supporting each other as a culture, as a family, as a people, as a planet. This is all about team earth, baby. You know what I mean? Like this is play the game team earth and we, we are team earth and we got to really support that. Yeah, totally. You actually touch on, on a good point, Ty. And that is that being unhappy is okay too. I have, I have months where I have way more unhappy days than happy days. That's a fact. For sure. Um, And I've been there too. Yeah. There's been some really tough months and I think it's important for people to understand that being a happy person or an optimistic person does not mean that you are happy all the time and that you ignore the bad hardships of life. That's not what it means at all. It means that you have the understanding that things will get better if you do the work, that you can get yourself out of whatever is keeping your mindset down. To me, that's what optimism is. It's not always looking at everything in a good way. It's realizing when you are down and you're going through a tough time, all right, if I do the work, I'm going to be able to get myself out of this and I'm going to feel good and I'm going to be on the other side and things are going to be great. And um, that has worked for me my entire life. And uh, For sure. And the big thing that I would say is just be patient with yourself, right? Be sure, patient. Yeah, yeah. Be patient with yourself and don't expect things don't happen overnight. We're not, we're not, you know, that cuckoo. I know we're a little off the charts, but, uh, but you know, things <laughs> don't happen overnight. You got to give it time to oh. develop. Be patient with yourself. Be kind and stay diligent to the task at hand. Stay yeah. diligent to the focus and where you're headed. And, and that will produce big, you know, f- it'll produce life is going to change. It's just going to be better for you. Yeah. And be reasonable with yourself, yeah, with your goals sure. and, and what you set out for yourself to do um, and things like that and knock down stuff that is, that is, you know, within reason, um, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that any goals are unreasonable, but I think, you know what I mean? There's definitely some things that it's like, like, no, I, I'm probably not going to go and be a top level chef in the next two months. You know, yeah. I, I would yeah. have to practice for years, maybe 10 years, you know, to, to gain that expertise. You know, I talked to you about golf, you know, like how sick would it be if when I'm 45, that's if it's 15 years from now until then of diligent work, could I be on tour? Dude, now, I can't wait to be your caddy. Let's go. Like 15 years, <laughs> 15 years. If I stay diligent might be realistic. Maybe yeah. who knows? But if yeah. I were to stay five years, that's just silly. There's no chance. Yeah. You got to have an understanding of reality, right? You got to put in the uh, hours. You got to put in that, yeah, that time. You got to put in the yeah. hours. You got to put in the work. For sure. Um, yeah. And enjoy the process. That's, you know, enjoy that's it. That's the biggest part. The only reason I yeah. even said something like that is because I know that I want to play so much. Hey, don't exactly. worry though, paintball people. Paintball is still my number one. I'm just waiting for us to be able to, <laughs> I'm just waiting for us to be able to play, man. So again, like let's kind of get yeah. back on, on track a little bit. Cause I know we wanted to talk about some awesome travel stories and things like yeah. that, that paintball has done for us. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So with, you know, Arizona, Texas uh, shutting down, I think New York, uh, New Jersey and Connecticut, they've made some travel restrictions for people coming in from states like Arizona, Texas, and a few, and a few other places. So you have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. Things are things are still pretty uncertain, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy right now still. I mean, who knows, you know, the full capacity of what's going on. But um, all I know is I'm locked up, baby. I'm locked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're 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 back in the the deal yeah. there. Luckily, I know, like I said, we still have our restaurants and gyms open, but um, 
I think yeah. by the end of the week, we might get put on the list because the rest of California pretty much has been put on the list and San Diego just kind of slipped by because our numbers aren't, aren't terrible. But this goes yeah. back to what we were talking about, Ty, is people aren't being responsible. When I go out, I'm being extremely responsible. It doesn't mean I'm less of a, a man or you're less of a woman it, because you want to wear a mask or because you wash your hands. No, man, it, it doesn't. I'm just trying to be a good member of society. And, um, I personally might not be afraid of contracting the virus for my own personal health, although we don't know enough about it for me to be confident in saying that completely. You know, it could no, totally kind of gnarly because, um, like, yeah. one of our very good friends had added complications to Tim, sure, and sure. you know, and and, and, and and you know that that's not fully out yet of what it is. We do know yeah. that he that he did have uh, COVID nineteen. Definitely but didn't sure help. Definitely didn't help, you know, and, and, yeah. like the, and until, until there's a final thing, we don't want to touch too much yeah. on that. But, but the point is people are getting sick and people are dying and there are healthy people that are affected too. And mm-hmm. the more important thing to me actually is you can harm your neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. We could be asymptomatic. We've had this conversation. We could be asymptomatic and pass it along to someone who is compromised and, uh, you know, it, it tears apart their family essentially. So look, when, when things start to open back up and also, you know, here's another way to look at it, whether things are right or wrong, you got to look at what's going to happen. If the numbers keep going up, we're stuck shutting down and you can make arguments. Well, let's rebel and let's do whatever you could, whatever argument you want to make. The reality is your state is going to shut down. Paintball is no more. We're not going to be able to play. We're not going to be able to have tournaments. We're not going to be able to go out and see your family on holidays, you know, all of that stuff. So yeah, that's why I just pushed to just be responsible with it, you know? Um, yeah. And, so we can get again, out of this nightmare. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not choosing sides either way. I, uh, yeah. I'm just saying be responsible with it. You know, for me, it's very easy to wear my mask when I go out, when I go to the gym, I, I, I'm a little little crazy in the gym. I try to wash my hands in between every set and uh, I make sure to wipe down my machine. It definitely adds like 30 minutes to my workout routine, but whatever, you know, we're in this weird time. It's not always going to be like this. And um, for now it is. And, and I'm fine with that. The last thing that I would ever want to do is, you know, maybe I can track the virus because I'm at the gym and I don't ever have a symptom. I don't even realize it. I go to the grocery store. I pick up an avocado. I'm trying to see if it's soft. Oh, it's not good. I put it back down. And then an elderly person or someone who is even just compromised health-wise comes in. They pick that same avocado. They get sick and die. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear the argument that, um, you know, these these people can die from the flu or whatever. No, look, here's what we do know we can take precautions to save lives. So I'm all for it, you know, and, and that's really yeah. all I need to know. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all we can do is try to help each other through these tough times, man. It's, it's really, uh, it's a test. It's an opportunity and we got to help each other as much as we can. <laughs> have a, have a sense of community, right? Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Yeah, for the so culture, let's do it for, for the culture, for the culture, baby. <laughs> so, you know, traveling for paintball, since it might be something we don't get to do, especially internationally for a while. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about some of our favorite travel experiences because of totally. paintball, you know? Yeah. That's been yeah. awesome, dude. We could start let's, from uh, the beginning and go through the list. Let's start in, uh, we'll start in America, you know? Um, you know, obviously we've been playing for quite a while and uh, I started playing pro at 14 the most awesome thing about that whole experience was that I got to travel to every single tournament with my dad, you know, uh, till 
Yeah, he came to every tournament with me. We would fly to every tournament together. And uh, from when I was 14 to like 19, um, and it was just great having his energy there. He would always be giving me good advice, uh, telling me, you know, to just stay sharp in my mind and different things I can do as tactics on the field. So it was really special to have him. And he's an Army Ranger, uh, Airborne Infantry, Special Forces, like officer. So like he's been through some pretty gnarly stuff in his life. And having his militant mind there when I was young really played a big role in like how I am today and how I approach paintball. Of course, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Ran- Ranger Bob, Bob Harmon, man. I uh, love you, dad. Thanks for everything. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I started traveling for paintball, I was 13 on aftermath. No, I might've been 14. Um, yeah. Playing with San Diego aftermath and we had no parental supervision it was <laughs> we were yep. uh, I, I remember we had to like get a note signed so that we could fly with mike Hinman and the older yeah. guys you know and uh, me and mouse would share a room usually we had a couple older guys on the team and and it was just shenanigans the whole time you know playing, <laughs> yeah. playing pranks on each other traveling around the u.s to these events yeah. we're winning these events too as young kids just having a blast yeah. like it was super super cool there's nothing better than that, rolling but, around with your friends and, and getting to win tournaments. Yeah. What was your first international trip for paintball? Uh, my first international trip for paintball would, I mean, it was Canada, um, if you even oh, consider okay. that. Yeah. Um, what do you I mean went up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just north of us, but it was on the East Coast. So it was a pretty so long like little French, trip. dude. No. And that's, yeah. <laughs> dude, that's definitely yeah. international. They all speak French over there. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I played out there uh, and uh, Thomas Taylor, we played for uh, Recon out there. And, CXBL, uh, right? Yeah, in the CXBL. And right. that was a great experience. What, what year was it? Sorry, Ty. That must have been around 2009 or something. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. And it was when the guns are shooting super fast, the long X-Ball style games. I think it was like 25-minute halves, just like original X-Ball. Yeah. And uh, I was on excessive um, or like I was part of their like training camp and stuff. I was playing with Oakland and uh, the weekends that I wouldn't be with Oakland. I was in Modesto playing with excessive and like rolling around with them. So me and Thomas got pretty tight, traveled and did like a team team uh, bundle there out in Canada and had a good time out there. Canada is so much fun. Huge shout out to Tim Horton's coffee and uh, all the Canadians yeah. out there. Tim Hortons and the ice caps at Tim Hortons, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, they're so good. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. It's like a religion out there. Hortons it's, coffee is crazy. Tim Hortons, dude. Yeah, yeah. shout out to all the Canadians that yeah, know man. about it. Tim Hortons. <laughs> ice cap, it's like their version of a of a frozen cappuccino. It's unreal. Oh, it's off yeah. the charts, dude. It's dude, off the charts. The, I, didn't, I wasn't really like that big of a coffee fan. After that, I was like, damn, all right, we got Tim Hortons in the building. This stuff's yeah, good. Yeah, they must put some kind of drugs in there. Yeah, that for real. Make, that makes sense why Canadians are so nice. They're they're taking <laughs> drugs all the time. <laughs> That's right, dude. Yeah, the Canadian culture is the nicest in the world, man. Great people yeah. out there. Um, yeah. I, I want to actually go back and play out there again at some point. Uh, yeah. Just super yeah. fun times out there. 100%, dude. Yeah, that's a fun league. I actually, I got to go out there. I forget when it was. I think it was 2000, must have been 2013. I went out there with Mouse and we we played with a team called Lockdown a couple times. And we won the series championships. We got the rings. We got the we go. The whole thing is really tight. Um, we actually were on the same team with Jason Edwards, 
uh, oh, I forget if Keith Brown was on our team or the another team. He was on another team, I think. We played against him. So it was Jason Edwards and Chad Bougier. Oh, and Jacob Edwards. Yeah, so it was us three. Yeah, yeah Keith, Keith was on another team. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's fun, dude. That, that's fun. Oh, yeah. It was such a good time. And then like, uh, you know, when I was a kid, when I first started playing, it was in Modesto, Twisted Kids, Twisted Factory. And we would travel to like Las Vegas. And uh, that was pretty much like the furthest we did. We did like the state of California tournaments and all that. Oh, yeah, dude. Like back when we played rookie five, yeah, yeah, Vegas would be the furthest we went. (laughs) Dude, I'll never forget we went. So I was 12 or 13. Like Pan Am, you know? Yeah, Pan Am. Pan Am and... um, Best in another the West, one. Yeah. No, Best in the West, they didn't go there. It was Pan Am that I played in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Dude, and, uh, I have this funny picture of me. I'm going to post it up on the Play the Game podcast of me like just like thinking I'm cool or something, holding – I had like an ice blue angel, and I was like <laughs> at the Vegas Pan Am. It was the best photo. I'll post it on PTG. Bro, we might have been at the same event. I think we, we were for other. sure. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> very good chance. Yeah, I uh, can almost guarantee it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, dude. I, I remember funny. all the kids on my team were like 16, 17. And I thought, I thought they were full blown adults. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm like, these guys are like 30, you know, <laughs> yeah. they were, they were kids too. I didn't even realize it, but I went yeah. out there with just them. Like we had our own hotel room, uh, you know, you know, yeah. kids do. We had fun. It was, it was a fun dude, time. Totally. Vegas. Firecrackers, yeah, the door, uh, doorbell ditching and teepeeing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget about the prank calls. That's right. Prank calls, load them up. (laughs) Every, every room in the hotel got pranked. Yeah. Um, Hey, get ready. Cause we're going to do some prank calls on here too. We're going to get some people going on the show here. I can't wait. That's going to be super fun. That'd be so funny. (laughs) Calling prank For sure. We'll put it on speakerphone and have a like in the mic and be talking to him and get him with some prank calls. We got to pretend we're Ryan one time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need my money. It's Ryan Greenspan. (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm looking to come out to your field and <laughs> oh man we have to, we have a, it can be a lot of really funny ones oh we're gonna you better watch out we're gonna get you guys it's yeah. gonna start happening <laughs> damn dude so canada was your first dip i think yeah. uh i think my first international trip i'm pretty sure it was in 2008 with lisbon benfica in the millennium series uh so the very first trip was in portugal yeah. And I remember there was this dude, Hugo, he ran, you know, Hugo. Yeah. Hugo Dominguez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran the whole organization out there. So I never knew him, but I knew of him. Messaged me on, I believe it was MySpace. Yeah. I don't think top eight. Fake. Who was your yeah, top yeah. eight friends at that time? Oof, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no clue, dude. You could Isn't go that back. funny? It seems like a lifetime ago, dude. It was a lifetime ago, wasn't MySpace. it? MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. But Portugal, I remember I was 18 years old, so I'm a kid, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, no, I was 17 years old. Yeah, because it was the start of 2008. So I was 17 years old, total kid, going international for my first time. First time really even traveling abroad. And it's for paintball to meet up with a team that I don't know. I don't know anybody on this team. Um, I'm just trusting that they're going to pick me up at the airport and it's all going to work out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they get my ticket. I get on my flight, fly over, I land feeling super jet lagged first time sitting in economy i'm in the very back and probably a middle seat you know <laughs> like, yeah it wasn't first plane. class then for sure yeah uh-uh, no way buddy yeah yeah you gotta put in you gotta do the work yeah no and, delta uh, air miles at that point yeah nothing uh <laughs> so 
I land and I remember going through customs and like, it was just so much more intimidating that, I mean, travel is a piece of cake. I love it. It's amazing. I love everything about culture. I love when they don't speak your language. You know, I, I embrace all that stuff now, but as a 17 year old kid by yourself, you're kind of afraid. Oh yeah. So I'm looking around and I'm like, oh man, I don't know where to go. And all of a sudden I just hear like, oh, Marcelo. And like, I, I look and you know, they're kind of waving at me and I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope this is, uh, this is me. And like, there are all these movies out at the time of people getting taken over, you know, and I'm like, yeah. oh man, I, I hope I'm okay. All right. Yeah. Hey buddy. Yeah. Cool. And then I see a paintball shirt. So I'm like, oh, okay, nice. We're good. We're definitely good. Um, so it was really cool because this team, they were called Lisbon Benfica. Lisbon Benfica is a major soccer organization out in Portugal. And, um, yeah, and they were part of the organization. So we spent a couple days in Portugal before we drove in a, we'll get to that in a second, this bus travel, oh my God, it was terrible. Uh, we drove to Spain, which was where the first millennium event was right on the beach in Malaga. Right. So we did a couple days in Portugal. They took me out to some nice dinners and then we got to go to the soccer stadium and the soccer stadium was completely shut down. We got a full tour. We did a photo shoot in the center, like on the center field at the 50-yard line kind of thing. Nice. We were in the newspapers there, this whole thing. Like they were, they were part of the organization. Wow. I was blown away, dude. I was just walking around like starstruck. But they were also kind of starstruck. They were like, this is an American pro. You know, this was, I, I, it was my third year with the Ironman. We had won world championships, you know, so kind of had yeah. a little bit of clout there. Um, yeah. And- I was just like, dude, this is insane. Tons of awesome dinners, beautiful scenery, foreign culture. I was blown away, right? Yeah. So then like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna drive, we're taking the bus to <laughs> to Spain. It's about 12 hours. Whoa. 12 hours on a bus? Damn, okay. We get on this bus, it's packed. <laughs> packed. No AC. We're driving through the mountains, curvy roads, winding back and forth. Tyler. It took 24 hours. Oh, no. <laughs> it took oh, no. 24 hours crammed, <laughs> crammed in this hot, sweaty, uh, stinky bus, dude. And, 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 and scary, scary, too, because we're hauling ass around all these corners and we're like on a, we're going through the mountain ranges, right? And we're yeah. on cliffs. Like, Probably gorgeous, up, you know, huh? You know, it wasn't. I was so scared. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing was pretty. And it was actually so it was so hot and dry that everything was pretty dry. It actually yeah. was not that gorgeous. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. When we Portugal was gorgeous. Yeah. Spain was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. This twelve this twenty four hour bus ride was not gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> there was there, uh, oh man. I was like so, uh, dude, what would you say is like the biggest lesson that you've learned from all your traveling and, suck and it all the travel? Just suck, suck it, it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Just suck it up. Yeah. Out That's right. Em- embrace the schlep. That's right. right. Like we embrace the schlep. We were talking about that with Yosh. That's but, right. But um, what I've learned about all the all the traveling is just to be a trooper, you know? Yeah. Really yeah. like like just be a trooper because the end result is going to be worth it. And it was That's worth right. it. You know, we got to Spain. We were at this tournament right on the beach, dude. Literally, it, it was like their version of Huntington Beach. That's the right. Right on the sand. You have a huge castle that overlooks everything. There's a huge coastline with bars and restaurants and all these cool things. Yeah. Dude, it was dude, epic. It was beautiful. I was on my way out there that year that the volcano erupted and, and it shut down all of Europe. So. I was actually going out there to play with Stockholm Joy Division that year, and I left from San Francisco, took off, and in the air, the pilot's like, 
uh, there's a volcano that's erupted. We're going to try and go for it. We're going for it. That's what he was saying. We're going for it. I'm looking at everybody like, we're going for it. What's this guy talking about? We're going for it. Does he know volcanoes are bad for airplanes, you know? And I'm like, just like, just crapping myself up in the air, you know? I'm in the air. This volcano's exploded and shutting down Europe. And then at the last moment, he turns us around. We're about to dip into Europe. Like, we're right coming over on our way in. And turns us around and we head back all the way back to San Francisco and Whoa. I wasn't able to go. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I was, so I was already there. I was yeah. there. I got stuck there. Yeah. So that volcano, I'm pretty sure it erupted above like somewhere around Norway and it shut down most of Europe, dude. It was crazy. It was because yeah. the volcanic ash planes can't yeah. fly. So it shut down most of it. And I remember, yeah. so we, this was also, it was, it was the next year for my yeah. 2008 trip in Spain, same event right on Malaga beach. Yep. And it was kind of cool for everyone that was there because the event got canceled too, because there were these crazy windstorms. <laughs> it was just a big party on the beach, which was mm-hmm. tight. You know, you had all the all the boys were there. It was fun. Yeah, everybody. But, yeah. But um uh yeah, so I, I think I was supposed to fly out of Malaga or Madrid. Madrid was like a two hour drive from Malaga. Malaga's where the event was. Yeah. And all of a sudden, dude, we're watching all one by one. One by one, all the airports are shutting down. And um, I was with Scott Kemp. That's who I traveled with. And so I wasn't really worried. I was like, whatever, we'll stay here for a couple of weeks or a month. It'd be fun. <laughs> I wasn't tripping. I was, you know, 18 years old and not, I didn't care. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Scott gets a flight home. Oh. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, my mom just got me a ticket. I, I you know, I, I get out first thing in the morning and it was like three grand. Right. Oh. It was like insane. So I was like, I can't afford, I can't get one of those. You know, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm toast. Now I'm here by myself. Now, like yeah. this, this weird panic started to set in, you know, yeah, I'm like for sure. 18, don't know what to do. Don't know. Like all the Americans are getting the flights back. I'm not great friends with a lot of the Europeans. They're close by. They get to go home. What am I going to do? Yeah. So I'm sitting in the lobby of our hotel and this is how I met Tom Cole, which oh, is whoa. the, the president of the NXL. I meet yeah. Tom Cole because I, I overhear him. He's on the phone and he's like, you know, I'm obviously on my phone trying to find flights. I'm doing everything I can. And I realize the only flight that I can get for a decent price and the airport's still open is out of Barcelona. But that's like a 12 hour drive from where we were. Right. So I'm like, I, I have no way of getting there. And I hear Tom Cole. He kind of walks by and he's in the, he's like, okay, yeah, change our flights. We'll fly out of Barcelona. We'll, we'll drive up tonight. And I'm like, I kind of look at, and I go over and I'm like, Hey, I wait for him to get off the phone. Right. I go to him like, Tom, uh, nice to meet you. My name is Marcelo. I play for this. And he's like, Oh yeah. Nice to meet you. Super cool to me. Right. Like, yeah. dude, can I please catch a ride with you guys to the airport. Um, I'm going to try to change my flight to, to fly out of Barcelona as well. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, no problem. We'll take care of you. We'll, we'll drive you there. And I was like, really? Like, wow. Dude, what a man, dude, what a man, you know, he didn't know who yeah. I was. Like that was so cool of him. So now and that's just that's Tom Cole, man. He's just the Tom greatest. Yeah, yeah, like he, the he, UWL he, events were my favorite with him. Like yeah, all those yeah, those woods yeah. ball tournaments were the best with Tommy. Yeah, good dude. So you know, I had like a yeah, twelve hour yeah. drive to really get to know him and kind of kind of chat with him. I wonder if he even remembers that that was. Me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder yeah. if he remembers because because obviously we know each other really well now. But I wonder if he remembers I was that kid that begged him for a ride. We got to get Tommy on the show and have a good uh, convo with him here shortly. Totally. Yeah. Tom is yeah. a great person to have on the show. He's been an integral part of all the major leagues. You know, he knows. Yeah. Actually, it, so. we'll have him on and he'll break some uh, worldwide news for everybody. We'll, we'll get in contact with him and, and he can break all this news for us on the show. 
Absolutely. I love that. Why not, dude? Play the yeah. game with the news media. Paintball. <laughs> <laughs> yep. News media for paintball. You found it here. Play the game podcast. Yeah, yeah dude. It's uh, It was crazy. I was so glad I got like, I wanted to, I was so mad because it was my first time going to Malaga. I wanted to hang out on the beach and play paintball. It was like, yeah. like the European Huntington beach. Yeah. So when we turned around, I was super bummed out. Then I heard what happened to everybody over there, how they were trapped. I was like, thank God I didn't go in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. For yeah. Sure. I was still in school, you know, like college and stuff. So, um, you know, you know what, though, it it turned out to be one of the stories I tell the most, though. Like, that's one of the more prominent travel stories I have because it was so awesome, actually. You know, like, yeah, when when you have real like uh, adversity and it works out, it ends up being the best story always, especially with travel. Like, I can't tell you how many travel stories I have where everything just goes to shit and you have to win <laughs> it and make do. And you're like kind of pissed in the moment. But again, yeah. so that's what I said. You got to be a trooper when you travel. It's that's giving right. me that mindset because afterwards you're like, dude, that was so amazing. So fun. Like what an yeah. adventure, you know, what sure. an adventure. And that's really all you can ask for in life. You want to be able to look back and laugh about funny stories, hard times, things like that. Like that's what it's about. Paintball has given us so many of that. dude. Like every, <laughs> almost every story, dude, you, we could talk about so many travel stories that are just like, yeah. holy fuck, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, dude, seriously. And um, when I got back, like I was able to go back to because I was in, uh, you know, college at the time when that happened. So I would have for sure just been screwed with all my schoolwork if I would have been trapped over there. Um, But it still is one of my like most talked about stories, too, because I was like in the air going into a volcano cloud. And he was like, no, we're pulling out. It was crazy. Yeah, that's that's wild for sure. It was nuts. I was legit, legit like crapping myself. Like we're gonna, we're going down. You know? Yeah, you you must have you must have flown out. Well, of course, because you had school, so you probably took the last minute flight. Yeah, I I think I was there like two days before that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I had to get out of like that's typically how my life's been. Um, This year is one of the first years where I'm not in school or owning a company and being a big integral part of like a company. So own a company and you're a big integral now <laughs> yeah it's just i've changed gears now it's play the yeah. game and uh we're all in over here playing paintball and growing uh paintball culture which is the most beautiful thing i've ever done so 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 blessed and fortunate to be on this journey with you and with the culture with the people everybody supporting us it's the greatest experience ever absolutely uh, yeah 100 percent, dude i'm i'm stoked i'm so happy because i've always told you I'm like dude you need to put all your eggs in this basket. You know, this is mm-hmm. your basket. This is your life. You've spent your whole life doing this. You're amazing at it. And, yeah. uh, which is another yeah. reason why I'm so glad that we're on this adventure together, man. Paintball's totally paintball's the best dude. And we're, we're going to just grow old doing paintball shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you know, um, and just a little, a bit little of and play a little golf, be a little caddy, have a little fun, you know, hang out on the beach. You can come chill on my beach over here and, uh, check it out on YouTube. We got the beach vibes going. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's, uh, profound and, uh, we're going to get all old and crusty and have fun and do paintball and, and just live life and enjoy it to the fullest. Totally, man. Yeah. Love it. All right. So, I can't wait. So, so let's, let's go over some, some next, uh, travel stories. You, you got any, yeah. you know, stand out. I mean, after, the, after the biggest, one? the biggest, like one that stands out is just our trip to, uh, Prague. Prague. Yeah. Prague. That, yeah. Dude. That city, I I did not know how amazing Prague is until when I got there. I was completely blown away with the canal systems, all the water, the the roads, just how old everything was. It was so crazy, and it's like the center of Europe. 
So over all these centuries of wars and just, you know, just life being lived, it's so massive and has been through so much in all these wars. And you can see all the remnants of all that too, which is crazy. hundred percent, dude. Um, have you yeah. ever been to Rome? No, I've never been in Rome. Dude, dude so- Went in Rome. <laughs> so, so because of the European paintball, I used to do this every summer. Uh, so it would be the July 4th event. Usually they, the Europeans would always make an event on July 4th. I think just a stiff of course. I swear yeah. they did it on purpose. <laughs> make yeah. us go over there. Um, but after that event, I would fly over to Rome for like two or three days and then fly home. Cause it was so cheap. Once you're in Europe, you can fly all over really cheap, right? You can go from yeah. It's like flying around the U.S. Like from here to Texas is like going from London to Rome. You know what I mean? Um, So I would fly over every summer over to Rome. I probably did it like seven years in a row. And I'd spend a couple days there. And dude, Rome is one of the most beautiful cities that I have ever been to. Just like you're saying, just how old it is. I mean, Rome, I think, is like almost 3,000 years old. Yeah, yeah. It's insane how old it is. And everything is still so preserved. It's like, wow. wow. You just walk around and it's literally a, an outdoor museum that people still live and occupy and maintain. Yeah. It's b- unbelievable. And the culture is just amazing. It's about just enjoying good food and some drinks and walking around and having conversation, enjoying it, you know? And it's yeah. cool because each year I would kind of bring someone different. I went over with Mouse one year. We had a blast, you know, because we yeah. played on a team in 2000. 13 together we played on this team from um the ukraine called hulk and, yeah i remember uh, them yeah they were tight i love the hulk mm-hmm. guys and shout out to them um the owner of the team was amazing actually we earned a pro spot that year and he sold the pro spot because it was right when the ukraine was going to war with with russia there was all sorts of uh intense things happening and he sold everything and donated everything to his government wow and, um, yeah 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 really good That's dude crazy he just yeah. recently started coming to the European events again. So happy to see him back playing paintball. Shout out to uh, the whole entire Hulk family. They're amazing, amazing people. But yeah. um, dude, Hulk up. Let's go. Shout yeah, out to Hulk. Dude, it was so cool. Like we would go over there. I remember one event we were in Germany and we, we stayed at this little um, kind of a cottage resort type place. Right. And uh, every night, you know, the owner of the team and then a few of the other guys, they would bring their wives the wives would cook up these insane Ukrainian meals, these home cooked meals, dude, that were just so good, dude. So oh, amazing. God. Yeah. We would, we would set up these big like picnic tables and just do it very traditional, right? Yeah. And I mean, you just you can't buy an experience like that. No matter how much money you have, you cannot pay for that kind of an experience. Such an organic, real culture indulgent type of thing you know is just absolutely amazing and it's all because of paintball you know paintball is so amazing for that this is these are the kind of stories that we talk about when no we might not be making millions of dollars but i feel rich yeah. you know i oh, feel rich as can be dude, they're timeless timeless memories and experiences like you said that you cannot get no amount of money can buy that experience of hanging yeah. out with people in their natural culture setting the food the vibe the energy the music the drinks are flowing, everybody's talking and having a good time. You know, it's just, uh, it's a really organic, beautiful thing that paintball creates. Absolutely, dude. Speaking of music, what country plays your favorite music? Oh, Mexico. Shout out to Mexico. Let's go. 
it's Colombia for me, but very <laughs> like, dude, yeah. Colombia, the reggaeton is just so yeah. good, dude. It's so vibey. Oh, yeah. Man. Dude, yeah, I love, I, I love the reggaeton. I'll move to Mexico and uh, we'll live out there immediately. It's it's amazing out there. I actually, my grandpa's from Mexico. I have uh, you know family um, out there and a lot of great people and friends out there. It's a beautiful culture. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. There's tons of beautiful places in Mexico, and same oh, thing. There's a huge. lot of reggaeton there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like down in Colombia. I feel like it's a little more traditional, old school type uh, reggaeton. You know, a little more. Um, I don't know if classy is the right word, but it feels that way. Maybe it's just because my yeah, setting. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's a little classier. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I love Latin culture. Right. Yeah. Latin culture is amazing. It truly is. Absolutely. My, uh, my stepmom is actually from Nagarit, Mexico. You know, it's about Beautiful. 15 hours South and she yeah. cooks up some mean, mean food, yeah. you know? Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. And she, yeah. uh, she's great. The culture is fantastic. So yeah, my, my, I have family that's Colombian as well. And on like that aspect of they're my cousins and stuff. And whenever we go to their house for the parties, Oh man, they have like the big pig roast and, uh, all the music and the wine and it's the best time ever. I didn't know that. I didn't know you you had cousins that were Colombian. Yeah. You're you're yeah. part Colombian? I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I had no idea, dude. Damn. Yeah. I that's what I love about this show, dude. Like we keep learning yeah. stuff. We've been we've been and it's, really it's just friends. like maybe maybe like four or five toes, you know what I mean? Like sure. uh, <laughs> a couple toes got it, but there it's in there for sure. It's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. ever done one of those 23 and me or like DNA tests? I haven't. I'm too afraid. I, I say the less I give to the government, the best. So, uh, <laughs> uh, who he's knows like, what's going on with this DNA? If they catch wind of my DNA, they might lock me up. <laughs> yeah, they put me away. You'll, you'll be in Roswell for sure. Yeah. Area, Area 51. I'm trying to... I, like I try not to let any of my skin flake off, might blow the, in the wind somewhere and someone catch wind of me or something, you know? <laughs> Damn, Crazy. dude. You guys heard it here first. Yep. Don't, it's not natural. That's, that's <laughs> really, really funny, man. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. yeah. But I, I am intrigued because my dad has Native American blood from his father's side as well. So I have like, I don't have enough to get the benefits here in the USA, but um, me too. Once again, it's a couple toes. You know what I mean? I got toes in the game and uh, we got a lot of heritage. I'm really uh, like a big mutt because I have European blood, Native American, Hispanic, and uh, a lot going on with my bloodline. Yeah, that's so funny too. Uh, me too. So I did get a 23 and me. Actually, it was a birthday gift when I turned 23. Um, oh, cool. That's yeah, awesome. And uh, it's so funny. My dad was so pissed because he always said, you're 100% Italian, 100% Italian. <laughs> and he would say that he's 100% Italian, right? So if he's 100% Italian, I at least got to be 50% Italian, right? That's mm -hmm. that's, that's the math on that. Yeah. Unless, unless he's not my dad, but he's my dad. He <laughs> looks just like me. Um, yeah. I was like 45% Italian and the rest was like, Northern, I had some Scandinavian. I had a little bit of Native American Cherokee, but again, yeah. such a minuscule amount. Um, and then, really, it's just like a European mutt, you know. And yeah. when I told him, he was so pissed. He was so <laughs> pissed. He he just dismissed all of it. Said it's bullshit. Said I'm an idiot. <laughs> like it was, it was so funny. I was like, yeah. Dad, Dad, you're not 100 percent Italian. How do you feel? Yeah, about that? you ruined saying? it for him, dude. <laughs> His whole life never, he was like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah. Dude, that's funny. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
Hey, kind of elaborate like on the power of meeting new people, traveling. Like there's a there's a special thing that happens with my whole experience on how I view life, just with being able to meet so many different walks of life and people, um, seeing new places, obviously. Uh, like elaborate on what that's done for you. Yeah, you know, Ty, I think the biggest thing is perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's the just the biggest thing in general is having a different perspective. You know, people get so married to their paradigm. And a paradigm is everything you understand, know and believe, right? So right. the way you view things through your lens, that's your paradigm. Yeah. You don't ever see another paradigm or another perspective it's really hard for you to empathize with other people's situations. It's really hard for you to have compassion for things. So it's so important to be exposed to these things. And paintball has done that. Traveling has done that. Meeting people from different cultures um, has done that. It has taught me so much about the differences that we have, but also the similarities that we have as humans. You know, humans are really very similar. We like to eat, fall in love, be happy, you know, we work, we try to support our families, you know, there's going to be bad eggs everywhere. But for the most part, we have very common interest. Yeah. Everybody wants to smile and buy HK as well, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we have these manufactured segregations, you know, that aren't real and they're Mm -hmm. put in place by, you know, if you want to call it governments or old ideas that separate us. And so, Mm traveling and meeting people. I remember, you know, again, you know, when I first really started going internationals when I was 17. So I would come back with these experiences and I would, it actually happened before that because even traveling within the U S is often like traveling to another country, right? You leave your little bubble, you know, I would come back and I would hear the kind of stuff that, you know, my group of friends from high school are talking about. And I just started to lose interest very early on. I was like, we don't have much in common. You actually are really closed minded and you're not even open to thinking about this kind of stuff. So I don't, we don't connect anymore. And it kind of, I grew apart from a lot of people from high school because of that. There's something very powerful there, Marcelo. It's the power of relationships that you didn't even realize that you understood from a young age. It's, it's your circle who, who you choose and it's your choice, whether you realize it or not, you might say, well, I'm just here. These people are around and this, you know, this is how I'm going to be because they're no, that's not the way it works. You have a choice and we can choose to surround ourselves with powerful people. And that's what you did, right? You said, I'm on this path. I see my vision. I see my path. This is where I'm headed. And you surrounded yourself with people like that. That's powerful. Yeah. I think it's always been an important thing to surround yourself with like-minded people. That old adage, you know, you, you know, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you who you are is very real. Actually. Mm -hmm. It really is. You know, the people that you surround yourself with, you are more likely to act like them. You know, you guys obviously have things in common that you, that you are attracted to, that you continue to re-encourage and you reinforce these ideas amongst each other, you know, and you solidify your beliefs. So the people that you're around the most really are a great representation of who you are as a person. And, um, you know, obviously before I had that experience, I did think my way was the only way. How would I know anything differently? You know, I, I, what I thought was right is what I thought was right. I didn't see other things. I didn't see other hardship. I thought my situation in, in San Diego was kind of bad at times. And then I saw really bad situations and I was like, my yeah. situation is not that bad. 
yeah, my situation is not bad at all. And and here in America, let me just say, in America, our situation's great. We've got a we, it's a you know obviously there's things that need to be worked on. I understand that, and and we will continue to work on them. But in the spectrum of the global team Earth, like you say, if you were to rank, oh my God, you rank it. Say you rank it eight billion. Like out of eight billion. We're not we're not last on that totem pole, you know what I mean? Like we we're yeah. doing all right here. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately America has fallen quite a bit in things like education and health and things like that. I would really like to see us get back on track there. We have yeah. a lot of issues with racial inequality and stuff like that that we yes. definitely need to address and work on. Um but there's places where it's way worse. Way worse. Um you go to you go to South America, Cape Town, something like that, racism is pretty bad. Uh, mm-hmm. when I was in Johannesburg and I saw the poverty there, or even down in Colombia, I like to talk about Colombia cause it's truly one of my favorite places in the world. If you ask me, like if I wanted to live somewhere or visit somewhere, often Colombia is in my top three and it's not a very wealthy place. There's some, some wealthy parts of it, of course, but the culture, the appreciation for one another, even though you hear stories of all the crime. And if you're an American, it's not safe to go down there. I hated when I would come back and I would tell people I went to Columbia, you know, people would be like, Oh, did you feel safe? Like, are you okay down there? I'm like, dude, that is just so look. Okay. Sure. You got to be smart. Okay. Don't be out drinking. And at two o'clock in the morning in a bad neighborhood, walking around with your phone out and that's, that's almost anywhere. You go to yeah. downtown LA, you're going to have the same thing. You know, you're yeah. some parts of New York, same thing, Chicago, same thing. So, you know, to put a blanket on a country is crazy. Um, there's so much beauty in, in the poverty there. And it's, uh, it's this sense of community and connectivity and culture and for each other and love and family and eating good food, enjoying each other, you know, that mm-hmm. every time I went, I was almost envious, like, you guys don't need much to be happy. And I admire that. So I'd bring that back to back home with me, you know? And, yeah. and I'm like, man, I am the richest man ever. You know, I'm <laughs> absolutely. Still, I'm, I'm full of everything right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and you're right, Marcelo, like we need water. We need love. We need community. You got to be a part of a tribe. You got to, you know, have people to bounce off of, but really, you know, you gotta, you gotta put some food in the belly and keep energized. Um, there's not really much that you need, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that we want, but the needs, the needs are really a, a pretty short list, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you got to be able to pay your bills, support your family, make sure you have a roof yeah, over of your course. head, you know, and, uh, yeah. and eat, right. You know, but there's a lot of materialistic things that our society values that truly isn't that important and it yeah. should be seen as luxury items. And if you can, you know, it's so funny when I was younger, I wanted every new iPhone. If they, if there was a new iPhone, I I would like basically spend all my money on a damn new iPhone that, I mean, maybe it had like a new button, you know, there was (laughs) anything different. It was just like a status thing. And that's crazy. I just finally upgraded my iPhone. I had the other one for like three years. It it works. You know, you don't need all this unnecessary stuff. That's like uh, eggs. Alex crazy. We just had him on the show. Yeah, he he uh he had the small iPhone from 2001 that that he's had forever, you know. And yeah. Alex can buy a new iPhone if he wants to, you know. Um, but that's not what it's about. Very well, and he's one of the most modest people that yeah. I've ever met. Right? He is truly the most yeah. modest person ever, and just humble, grassroots kind of guy. And um, it just says a lot about him. And you want to know why? 
It's because of the power of meeting people. He's traveled, he's cultured, he's, he's experienced what you're talking about, seeing the other side of the quarter. We live on the side with the eagle, you know, the other flip side of the coin, you have to experience that to have the full capacity of what's going on on both sides. So doing that is so powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, I think we could probably go on quite a tangent about it because it it really has, I feel like for me, at least anytime I experience something once that is really mind blowing and makes me rethink the way I thought about stuff that transcends into everything. I don't just put it under a microscope or in a vacuum for that one situation. Like once I realized one time that, oh, wow, things are way different. Now that's I'm not, right. I'm not married to a single idea of mine. Yeah. You know, I am not yeah. married to one idea. I can believe in it full heartedly with a lot of research, a lot of backup, but I am open to somebody proving me wrong. And if you come with a good argument and you have good facts to back it up, I'm open to it because at the end of the day, I'm like, I thought I knew something before and I did. <laughs> you know, I've, yeah. I've been proven wrong before. So once you get proven wrong in that sense, you should, your mind, it should just switch, right? Like a, like a yeah. switch. I'm like, okay, I was down here, but nope, now I'm up there. I, I could be proven wrong really at yeah. any, any That's time. That's been like one of the foundations of how I approach life is I give this life experience ultimate gratitude because with gratitude, um, you shed fear. When you're grateful, you shed fear. There's no more fear. You're grateful. Um, you eliminate that and then it produces um, abundance. So you you are, have gratitude, shed the fear, produce abundance, and also just moving from a place of I don't know anything. And when you're when you're grateful and humble and you don't know anything, then you can approach life with open eyes and be super accepting of all and uh, have that that beautiful experience of like being a child and learning like that, you know? hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Look, don't, don't get me wrong. I will argue my point. To oh the yeah. I know that. You know? I know that. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it comes from a place that if I, if I get to a point to where I really believe in something, it's because I have done the research. I have done totally my due diligence in finding out whether or not I am right or wrong. Only then will I argue my point passionately, but I can still be proven wrong. And so people kind of you know, misunderstand that sometimes like, Oh no, you're not open to that. I'm like, yes, I am. I just really believe in my <laughs> point. Show me yeah. something worth changing my mind over. And I'm and that's, that's fun. That's good yeah. stuff. You I'll know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love like the lawyer type thing, the rebuttal and the whole, like in my college class, my uh, communications class, that was so much fun doing those, uh, you know, communication drills essentially where you have to stand up for your point and, yeah. and prove, proof sides. And it's really good for building character. It's good for communication. You can't always get tied up in being your own, like thinking, you know, everything you got to let go of that, let go of your ego and just open up, yeah. put your arms in the air and say, I don't know shit yeah. <laughs> and, and move forward. And if you do, if you've done your due diligence, that's great. Stand up for yourself, but you know, have a, have a really open perspective and it's going to create a lot of abundance for you for sure. Totally. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I had a major political shift and, you know, this was like, oh man, six, seven years ago. And I, so I'm going to mess up the details. Sorry about that, but you'll get the point. There was this big scandal. Maybe you'll remember, Ty. There was this big scandal about um, the abortion clinic selling premature fetuses or something like that. Do you remember, I remember that? that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember the details. So, so just bear with me and try to understand the point of it. But I was watching one news channel. 
And I see all of these stories and I am thinking, oh my God, that is the most atrocious thing that I've ever seen. I hope all the abortion clinics go under. I used to be a supporter. Now I don't want them to be there. Like that is egregious. How could you do that? I mean, I was all in on it. Like I saw all the facts that I needed to see, right? I saw all the facts. I I watched the news every day. I was so sucked into this story. It was when I first really started getting engaged in politics, you know? And so this was the first big story that I was just glued to. Uh-huh. But I was watching one channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come to find out, dude, it all it took was me literally flipping on another channel. Yeah. All these videos were proven to be doctored and fake and like they weren't the real story. And then you saw like the rest of the video that weren't like cut clips. And again, I think I'm missing some of the details. I just know for sure it was such a prominent misrepresentation of what was actually happening yeah. that I did a 180 and I was like, wait, what? That's not at all what they were saying. (laughs) Ever since then, ever since, that's all I needed. You know, some people see that and they go, oh, that was just that one time. Usually, usually we're right. So I'm going to keep listening. That doesn't make sense to me. So like now with (laughs) politics, if I hear something on, and you know, I did a tweet about this, dude, the media needs reform. That's what needs reform. Oh God, it's bad right now. It is bad. (laughs) It's so divisive and they need to be held accountable because they are dividing the country. We have real problems in the country that need to be addressed. 100. I think, I think that we could start right there. If you start yeah. right there and e- Elon Musk is really on uh, on a tangent about this. If you follow Elon Musk, he's going crazy about this yeah. um, because Facebook, uh, the media, they are playing a sick, sick game. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. And it needs reform because oh, it's yeah. bad for people's health. It's bad for the country. Oh, it's, it's bad for connectivity. It's bad for humanity. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I will just preach this until the end of time. If you are getting your information from one of the news stations, you just need to get it elsewhere. You need to do your research and you need to read the other side. You need to understand the other side of whatever it is, whatever point you hear, try to prove it wrong. That's like the basis in science, right? Nothing is mm-hmm. a fact until a bunch of scientists have gotten together and they cannot prove it wrong. They don't try to prove it right because you could prove anything right through false narratives, false misrepresentations of statistics, things like that. Only when you cannot prove it wrong is it a fact. So you should treat the news outlets like that, whether it's Fox or CNN or MSNBC, what BBC even, I used to think was probably the most fair but even then, like now I'm getting stuff. I'm like, man, this is, it's biased, you know? So also, I would like, we've talked about this. I advocate getting away from watching your news and reading it. Um, yeah, like totally, you said, totally. because there's totally. the Let's extra reality. Absolutely. Dude. They have so much energy pumping through these televisions. Um, and the colors, Kirill Prohidney, when yeah. we had him on, he was talking about, yeah. he's like, the colors are very powerful and the, the energy is very powerful. <laughs> For sure, dude. Yeah. And yeah. so so really, like any time I, I hear something on the news, the first thing I do, because I still watch the news, that's fine. But if you do, do it right. So if I hear something on the news, I immediately try to prove it wrong. If I can't prove it wrong, you know, through my own like back and forth from different sources, then I go, okay, maybe this is the real deal. But you you got to understand that they are taking sections that they want to present to you to to spin a certain point that they want to prove, to win a debate that they want to 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 win so that they can appease their base. So well, it all, it, it comes down to dollars and they have to the money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They have advertisement revenue that they have to get. And it's all based on the people that watch 
their channel and certain bases watch certain channels. So they have to appease to them, which sucks. Again, the whole thing needs reform in my opinion. (laughs) They also need to be held accountable. But so with that case, when, when that happened, I had the biggest 180 that ever since then I said, I'm, I cannot believe anything that is said on the news. I have to do my research. I can't, well, okay, let's be fair. Not to say that I can't believe anything, but I have to take it with a grain of salt and do real research on every topic that I'm going totally. into my mind. Totally. You know? And, and, and to, dude, and to jump back on like the travel thing that we we're on, the biggest thing is, dude, reading, read, please, people, please yeah. pick up books and read, man. Read the news on the internet and get multiple sources. And uh, also, like, you know, maybe some people can't travel, Marcelo. You know, maybe some people can't take the trips that we've been so blessed to take. But you know what you can do? You can pick up a book and you can travel in your mind. You can get literature from around the world that is translated into English. And you can you can time travel right in your bedroom reading lots of books. And that's been a super big uh, component to, to my culturedness is, is reading from all over the world, too. Dude, that's a great point, Ty. You're absolutely right. Reading is so beneficial. But you know what else is beneficial? Very beneficial. And we're very blessed in America, a place that is kind of a melting pot. You yeah. have you have neighbors that have yeah. different cultural experiences. Have a real conversation with them just to hear their point of view and understand them. Yeah. Don't have a conversation trying to win a debate <laughs> or an argument or prove your point. Have a conversation from a place of trying to understand them. You're going to learn a lot. There's a lot yeah. of that. Your your neighbor, um, actually, I'm so bummed. I have these Indian neighbors that live right next door to me. Um, yeah. Awesome little family that uh, it, it literally we would always like walk out of the doors at the same time. I'd say hi, and their little girls would come up and run up and say hi. And uh, they've invited me over to have dinner with them, so I've had dinner over there and just had conversations with them. They just moved here. Um, I love that about a year ago, you know. And I'm I'm bummed because they just moved out two days ago. They bought a place. Oh. I know they were renting uh, right here. And so they, they bought well, good a- for them though. You know, totally good for them. You know, that's the dream, right? Come here and yeah. prosper. They, they worked hard. There was a hardworking family, a beautiful family, loving people. The English was hard to understand sometimes, you know, like very thick mm-hmm. accent, very cultured, but I went over and had dinner with them, you know, and, uh, and, and it was amazing, you know, just hearing how their totally. perspective is on everything on life and where they came from. It's so different than where I came from, you know? And so yeah. have those conversations. They're all around. They're all around yeah. It's available all around. It comes from you being that's, an open person. Dude, that's so huge, Marcelo. There's such a huge opportunity for us to have good conversations with our neighbors and, yeah. uh, you know, try not to, um, try not to judge things. Just go into it with an open heart and do it from a pure place of just like, you know, you're a human. I'm a human. I'm kind of interested in what's going on in your world. Let's see, you know, ask, <laughs> ask some good questions and, and be like, yo, how do you live? You know, this is, we're all here trying to do this. And, uh, I, I genuinely care about human beings. So I think that there's a, such a beautiful place that we can work from an opportunity right now, more than ever to have good conversations and really just, just be genuinely interested in each other and care for each other. And we can have such productivity from that, you know? Yeah, man, I am. I couldn't agree more, Ty. It's important. Yeah, it's it, it's t- the time is now. The opportunity is now. Let's do it, people. Let's have good conversations, man. And let's build the, build the culture, right? That's what we're trying to do here. I agree. 100%. Yeah, man. 
and paintball is a big sign of that too. We have so many people from different demographics that we become friends with. We've always said that about paintball. It's a melting pot. We're friends yeah. with people that without paintball, we probably never would have been friends with some of these people, you know? And uh, it's so amazing that we have that in the sport. So let's continue to embrace that and let it transcend into your regular life because there's amazing people out there, I'm telling you, that yeah. believe in the exact opposite things as you. And you can learn so much from them. You can appreciate so much from them if you have real conversations instead of a conversation that is driven from the ego trying to win a debate. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. And the traveling, you know, obviously has helped us being able to see all these places. Um, there's also tons, like I said, of literature. You can, you can travel all over the world right from your bedroom, just find some good books and, uh, you can get there. 100% dude. Yeah, man. And then I want to, I want to dive into like doing clinics as well, like being able to do clinics all over the place. You know, Um, you've been able to do clinics all over the world. I haven't done as many abroad as you have, but I've been doing clinics for, you know, a while in America. Um, And uh, it's a beautiful thing to be able to connect with all these communities doing those types of things. Yeah, dude, paintball is the greatest in that. I I (laughs) I mean, every clinic that I go to, I usually stay with the family that's hosting the clinic, you know? So if it's a field owner or a team owner, um, I usually stay in the extra bedroom in their house and, you know, we have dinners with them. And so especially when it's internationally, I mean, it's, I I am blessed that I get to fully dive into their culture and I'm just there with eyes and open ears trying to do everything I can to understand their culture because I'm so blessed with that opportunity. So I'm taking advantage of it. And it's just unreal that I have had that opportunity. Um, It's crazy. Like when you sit back and you look at like, if you were to objectively sit back and look at what, what we've been able to do, it's like, how did this happen? How are we so lucky? I got I got a story. This one's insane. This one's insane. This was a couple years ago. So I did a clinic in Norway. It was after this was such a dope trip. Oh my God. Okay. So it was after it was after the I don't know, maybe it was the Paris event. It was the last event of the season over in Europe. So I was doing a clinic in Norway the following weekend. <clears throat> so I had a whole week to kill, right? And because of paintball, I had some friends that live in Austria, in Vienna, right? Um, shout out to my boys. And uh, they said, hey, come over here. We'll take care of you for a couple of days. We'll uh, show you the city. Vienna's insane, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. So I booked my flight uh, to leave Paris, wherever we were on Monday. I had a 14-hour layover in Amsterdam that I intentionally booked because I've been to Amsterdam so many times because of paintball. You know, I always I always try to venture out over there. It's a really beautiful city. Amsterdam It's is the best, dude. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I literally hopped off the plane in Amsterdam. Um, right at the airport, there's a train station. You could hop on the train. It's about a 20-minute train ride into the center, the city center. You hop off that and you could just walk around anywhere. So I went to a few coffee shops. I cruised around. I did my thing. You know, I had fun. Like uh, just literally basically uh, had lunch out there, made it back to the airport. It was fine. Um, Then went to Vienna. And have you you ever – you've never been to Vienna, have you? No, I haven't been to Vienna. I mean – one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. The architecture there was just insane, you know? Oh God, I can imagine. Yeah. It was Because I study art. I, I, I was going to do art as a major in college and I really love the art there. Yeah. Yeah, dude, insane. So they showed me all around. We went to like one of the big palaces out there, went out to a bunch of dinners with their friends, you know? So I'm 
getting to indulge in that culture. And the whole time I'm, I'm just pinching myself. I've been doing yeah. this for like <laughs> the international travel. I mean, almost 12 years, you know, and still to this day, I just pinch myself that I'm able to do this. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I lay over in Amsterdam. That's what I, this is so crazy. I had this guy. I'm so sorry. I don't remember his name, but he was getting married. He was, or no, he got married. He was on his honeymoon with his wife and he wanted to meet up for a jersey. So I had my jersey in my oh, wow. <laughs> I had my jersey in my backpack. And uh we like I remember we met in this little city center, you know, this big square, beautiful buildings all around. He comes up with his wife and he was just jazzed. I ended up I gave him the jersey and I'm like, here, you know, congratulations. It's awesome. It's just cool that we got to meet here. Like just a, wow. a just such a crazy experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy experience. Like you're on your honeymoon. It's just wild, right? So, <laughs> so anyway, we get to Vienna, spend a couple of days in Vienna. That's awesome. Then we go to Norway. Norway, you know, they have the Ronholt Blast guys out there. So this was before they were a pro team. They were, I think they were semi-pro. I did a clinic at their field. One was like a, one day was a private team clinic and one day was an, an open clinic for all the Norwegians that were out there. Um, we have an awesome time. I'm staying at the the owner of the team is a mom and her two sons play on the team, right? And so they're an awesome family and I got to stay with them and uh, again, just dive into the culture. But the story, dude, starts Saturday night. So, you know, we're out in like the middle of nowhere in, in Norway, you know, uh, <laughs> two Norway. We'll call that Norway. Norway, you know, they have a bunch <laughs> of fjords everywhere. It's absolutely gorgeous. Lakes everywhere. We're like in the middle of the mountains, right? And uh, the sons are like, hey, do you want to go fishing tonight? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds That sounds cool. Like, well, are you okay with hiking? Uh, you know, it's going to be dark and all this. We're going to be hiking like in the river. I was like, dude, sounds great. Let's sign me up. <laughs> Why not? So, you know, they, they loaned me these like rubber boots and all the gear. We have these little fishing poles that were basically just sticks with a, uh, with, with a line. They weren't real fishing poles, right? <laughs> so I love we, that. We drive out into further into the middle of nowhere, <laughs> pitch dark. The sky was unbelievable, right? Yeah, I'll bet. Stars yeah. everywhere, no light pollution. Like this was insane. So we park in the middle of nowhere. We get out and they're like, okay, it's like a three mile hike. And keep in mind, it's like midnight, you know? So yeah. it's, Pitch black, kind of scary. We're going through the woods. We're walking up these mountains. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, we got to get in the water. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, let's go. So we get in the water and it's like up almost to the knees. But again, I've got really high rubber boots on. And so now we're trekking up the river all the way up. Boom, boom, boom. Just all the way up in the pitch black, just hiking. We got yeah. flashlights. It's the only lights we have, obviously, you know, and, um, we finally make it up towards the top where there's this like big waterfall and they're like, all right, here we go. We're going to fish. So we turn around and I, like, I'm shining the light in the water and there's fish everywhere, like big fish. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is nuts. So there's like four of us. It was uh, the two brothers, one of their girlfriends and um, one of the players that played on the team. He actually had a little cabin that was like basically at the base of this, you know, like he lived lived in the wilderness in the woods that's awesome <laughs> crazy dude and so uh anyway we're fishing and we start catching fish left and right so we're yeah. catching fish boom we pull them up and uh the girl the girlfriend of one of the brothers she's like ripping the fish off the off the pole and slamming them onto these sticks so now <laughs> we have this like big stick with like six or seven fish that are just you know filleted through <laughs> through the stick yeah. 
she tosses them on her shoulder and, and we start hiking some more. Right. Yeah. So they find this like little patch of, uh, uh, this little like embankment that we could go and sit on and they clear out this area and they start grabbing wood, little branches and trees, and they create a little stick pile. Dude starts a fire with like a little flint kind of thing. And we start cooking up fish right there. We all sit around. We're cooking the fish that we just caught miles in the wilderness, in the middle of nowhere, looking up at the sky, dude. No light pollution. The stars are out. It's gorgeous. The only thing missing would have been the northern lights. You know, we were just, <laughs> we weren't uh, yeah. south enough for that or north. I forget which way it is from there, but um, yeah. it was unbelievable, dude. And then, so we're, we're eating the fish. The fish was delicious. I don't know. It was probably just the situation I was in. I thought it was better than it. Yeah. Actually. You're like, this tastes amazing. <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> Um, and, uh, dude, we, we hiked back down and, you know, we, we got home and I was just it, one, I was exhausted because this was like a four and a half, five hour mission, you know, yeah. I was exhausted. We had to get up early. It was, it was a, it was a big deal, but it was so amazing. Like that's a story well, that's for the rest of my that's- life. Absolutely. That's the reward of the fruits of your labor of playing paintball at the highest level. Um, and you know, being given those opportunities because you're so damn good at paintball that you were hired obviously to come out and, uh, you know, anybody out there, if you, you can do that too, you can get really good at paintball and you can make a living out of this. You can travel the world, you know, you can have beautiful experiences like that. You just got to stay persistent and, uh, you know, never give up. You never gave up. You always kept working hard and you still do to this day, Marcelo. That's why I know I chose a, I chose a good one for a business partner. Um, you know, you're persistent and you work hard and that, that goes the distance. That's going to get you places in life. For sure, man. It is about the work. You got to do the work. I never would have had any of those opportunities if I didn't do the work growing up in paintball. And same with you. You know that um, you never would have been sitting there in Prague with me if you didn't do the work and continue to do the work. It all comes down to doing the work. Um, yep. I'm not blind to the fortunate events that, you know, were in place. I mean, being born in California is a big, big plus, you know, we were the same for me. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. I'm definitely not blind to that, but at the same time, look at Kyle Spica born in, you know, North Carolina and he made his way, kind of sacrificed everything to come out and and pursue a dream and is absolutely crushing it now, you know? And so look, possibilities and opportunities out there. You just got to do the work. You got to, you got to believe in yourself. You got to not give up. And you just mm-hmm. got to chase it, man. You got to chase whatever dream it is that you're pursuing, you know, be real yeah. with yourself. Yeah. And be passionate, man. Go get it. If you want it, get it. If you need it, make it yours. You know, it's all about just capturing those moments. Hey, I kind of want to close out the show just talking about some PTG news, uh, some maybe some new things that we have coming up in the future that people can look out for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so well, obviously, you know, we have uh, a For the Culture shirt that's going to be dropping here shortly. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. That- really sweet our boy over at island designs is getting that all set up also guys thank you so much to everyone that uh makes purchases on the website we're really sorry about the delay in delivery from the website orders again that's a third-party service that um is struggling right now because of covid so so the wait times are a little longer but we have really cool designs on there uh that i love obviously the hat if you guys are on the youtube channel the hats that tyler and i are wearing are from that website um the shirt i'm wearing is from the website Tyler's got an HK shirt on by HK. HK, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so, so sorry if there's a little delay there. If Tyler and I do get any shirts in hand, we make sure we get those out right away for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it and won't the delay's not. Better. It's just yeah. COVID and it's not too bad. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. 
But uh, thank you guys for the support. The support has been amazing. We we truly are so grateful. I know we'll say it forever and always. We'll probably That's get, right. <laughs> get sick of hearing us say it, but I don't care. Tyler doesn't care. Like we're thankful. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, some exciting- It's been awesome, man. It's been awesome. Stuff. Yeah, we have a For the Culture shirt coming out. Uh, we're going to have a few more Play the Game shirts coming out. The, the idea between all of our merch drops is that uh, we're going to do a limited run. And once they're done, we're moving on to the next. We might bring some back. We might not. Who knows? We'll see. It'll depend on the response. But everything is going to kind of be unique in, in its design. And um, mm-hmm. and we'll move on to the next batch. Um, right. Some other big news is we have Wolf on Monday. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. I can't wait to have him on. He's the scenario god, man. I can't wait to just talk about scenario battles that he's been in and like war stories and his training. His training is insane. Dude, it's insane. Did you see that video of him on a treadmill and all of it? <laughs> yeah. Bro, he's a beast. I know. That's it's great. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And it's a whole different side of paintball. I'm excited for our tournament paintball listeners to hear that side because that side of paintball is amazing and it's a big part of our sport. Yeah. It's the biggest part That's of our right. sport actually, right? And, right. um, you know, I'm excited for some of his followers to uh, catch wind of what we're doing and hopefully jump on the, the yeah. bandwagon and, and love the show, support the show, because at the end of the day, it's all about paintball, baby. Let's go play the game, play the game. Yeah, man. And, you know, like we need to get out to more scenario events, too. We would love to play those and, and start getting involved with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Ty, 100 yeah. percent. I love them. Um, I just finally got. Uh, in Wisconsin, I, I know you're going to Wisconsin soon. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I go out there once a year to this field called Outdoor Adventures. Shout out to the Burnside family. They're absolutely amazing. Always take good care of me. And yeah. um, they do a scenario event every year now. And last year I was was the I, I was the general for one of the teams. Oh, so, nice. Um, we're going to do that every year, which is absolutely uh, tremendous, right? I love that. Yeah, I'll be out at a competitive edge in Wisconsin, September 5th. If you're in the area out there, um, get signed up for that clinic. And then I'm actually working on something with you, Marcel. We're going to go to Iowa, I think, and uh, have some fun out there that, that you're not aware of yet. But I'm just breaking that to you right now. Oh, I, I was like, I was like, Iowa, <laughs> yeah. Denver? <laughs> yeah. No, we're doing Denver next month. Yeah. And then also, um, yeah, I'll talk with you about Iowa. And shout out to Denver. If you're in the Denver area, we're coming out there next month. Uh, Iowa, I think that we're going to be going out there in September to do that. Um, and then Boston, we have Boston in a few weeks. They're having a, we're doing a clinic out there. Um, if you're in the Boston area, be sure to go to Boston paintball's Facebook page and get signed up for that event with it's the dynasty 20 year celebration type thing. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's amazing, dude. Um, yeah. So fun. Are you kidding me? Big (laughs) open (laughs) clinic. And then we have the summer camp. Guys, we do have, I think, one spot left open because someone canceled for the summer camp. So if anybody would like to get in there, um, hit me up. I might be able to slide you in at a nice little rate. Summer camp is best, dude. It's amazing. So if you're in the area and want to make it happen, hit me up. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Boston. We love that whole area, man. Such a great paintball scene out there. The culture is super lit in Boston. We love playing paintball out there. And uh, everybody has a great time. Also, some more news that we just partnered with Savage Paintball Company, and uh, we're going to be doing some really cool stuff with them. They're making these game boards. Marcelo actually has it. If you're on YouTube, you can see um, we have a custom play the game game board that is play the game uh, through Savage Paintball Company, and uh, it's really cool looking. You can check that out on YouTube. Yeah, these are awesome. They have the whole bunker set, bunker kit. The cool thing about them, too, is they... uh, um, you can always upgrade the bunkers if that happens. They uh, yeah. 
are fully customizable. You can get the play the game board or you can use our code and still get a discount on your own custom board. Um, nice. Obviously, the code is play the game. All of our codes will always be play the game. Uh, yeah. But with them, so if you want to put your own team logo or whatever you want on there, you can yeah. do that. So it's it's really awesome. We're stoked to be working with them. I, I use this for visualization. We were talking about visualization. Yeah. It's man to be able to have the layout set up on whatever uh, tournament you're going to be playing, you know, so you could just right. look at it and go through different routines and routes and things like that in your mind. So totally. yeah, man. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. And the, the, the bunkers that go on the board are like magnetic. So they yeah, stick yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool thing that they're doing with Savage Paintball Company. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at Savage Paintball Company. And uh, we're going to have some play the game boards coming out here shortly. And it's so great for visualization, man. Like yeah. being able to look at that field every day, you, you come home, it's on your table or wherever you have it, it's on a shelf. And you can look at the field that you're going to be playing for the tournament and be able to think about paintball all the time, you yeah. know, by looking at that layout. 100% dude it's hard to beat you know yeah. every every little inch right so i'm i'm always trying to that's get right. the edge on, on my opponent and i know you are too and that's what it for takes for sure it's like you 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 feel like a drone you're like sitting above the field you can yeah. look at all the different angles you know it's it's amazing what they do with these boards for sure yeah, totally dude yeah yes sir well damn ty we just did almost 2 hours brother oh boy has it been jesus it's yeah. been a little bit huh yeah Ooh. yeah we, uh, there we go we, we, Love that. we uh, fully... Oh, I, I forgot to record. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my heart dropped a little bit. Got you, oh, boy. You no, guys, dude. Hey, Ty, it was a, it was a good one, dude. Um, always. Always you. good. Yeah, baby. And be sure to hey check out our latest show with Alex Frazier as well. Um, he's live right now and a uh, complete legend. You're going to laugh yourself out of your chair if you listen to that. It's That's a great show. Bad, dude, That's 100 <laughs> great yeah. all right listeners until the next one we love you guys thank you so much for the support we'll see you soon yes sir love you team earth let's go peace peace well that was a really fun show um you know it's funny i, I love when we have guests but i really love the shows when it's just tyler and i because we just get to talk back and forth and and have a good time and it's like we're hanging out off the air almost that one was almost two hours it was really good but um, anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, you guys can head over to ptgpaintball.com. Check out our website. Check out some of our merchandise. If you guys would love to be, uh, if you guys want to be a supporter of the show, we would greatly appreciate it. We are so thankful for all of you guys. You guys are truly the lifeblood of the entire thing that we have going on. And to our entire PTG fam, we just continuously thank you guys for the support. Our website was brought to you by Rusty Glaze at Constant Pursuit. Rusty Glaze does a lot of the web design for much of the paintball community. Um, he does really good work. So if you guys are interested or need anything like that, he can definitely take care of you guys at Constant Pursuit. With that said, guys, we're going to be heading into 4th of July weekend. I really hope, and Tyler as well, that you guys have a very safe and fun weekend. Um, we're going to miss you guys, but don't worry. We'll see you guys very, very soon. Early next week, we will be back in the studio bringing you guys tons of action. And again, be safe out there. Have fun and happy 4th of July.